BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Monday, everybody. Welcome on in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, along with Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. Good to see you, fellas. How was our weekend? Did we have a good weekend, guys? We actually did, man. But, uh, you know, we, we, we got to get some stuff going, man. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to do the, uh, the soft. What kind of stuff? landing into it, yeah. No, 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 no. All hey, right, look, so I'm in a fight. I'm in a fight mood anyway because I've been up since 7:30. I got people banging all over the house, man. Fixing now, they're moving this way. My wife just said she wants new shutters across the front. Right. Also, we, we need. She's been, of course, she's been after me for a couple of years. So now that we have this crew here, I say, hey, can you put them up? So yeah, they're putting them up. So they start on the far end, and I'm in my bedroom, and they'll be coming this way soon. So you will hear drills, hammers, everything else. So if you have to go, okay. huh? That's because they're right outside the window where I am uh, in a short while from now. What, so what I've been up seven thirty. So what? What bear. took you so long? Bear, bite your lip. Bite your lip, bear. Bite your lip. <laughs> See if Trish was here, she'd be all she, over this. She deserves it. Yeah. What I do I deserve? Well, what about me? We'll we'll, uh, we'll get to we'll get to all the house issues. But right. so uh, on the show Friday. Uh, we were having a discussion and we were talking about the Eagles naturally, uh, as we, as we want to do on our show, we talk about everything, but Eagles certainly are the, uh, probably, uh, dominate more airtime than anything else. And at one point, Derek, you referenced, uh, what you had been told, uh, by someone close to the situation at one of the OTAs. Um, and I don't one want pra- to one practice, one practice. One practice. So right. I, let, let, then that's caused a firestorm. Um, it's all I'm hearing on WIP. It's all I've gotten on social media all weekend for people reacting and doing the usual, oh, this is clickbait, you know, and all that. And and then AJ Brown, Eagles wide receiver, jumped in on it, and everybody's kind of having a field day here. So I want to let you, and there have been others in, in the media who should know better who are chiming in and saying things. But anyway, 
let's start with you, Derek, and what exactly you said that you had heard. And let's put this in context because sometimes people take a quote that they see rather than listening to the entire soundbite and reacting. So go, the floor is yours. So, so, so what did I tell you guys? Twitter, Twitter, Satan. Okay, basically, Twitter, Satan. So basically, all I said was I was informed. Now, any first of all, anybody who knows me over the last twenty five years in this region knows I don't put something out there unless I got it in, a, in a, an authoritative comment. Correct? I think we can all agree on correct. That. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So all I said basically was I was told at one, at one practice, Jason, Jason, uh, I mean uh, Jalen Hurts struggled. And they weren't doing 11 11s. It was like seven or sevens. But, you know, it basically was the equivalent of three interceptions, three sacks, and three incompletions. Okay. Or, yeah, four, four completions, three sacks, whatever adds up to 10. I can't remember. You know, math, this new math killing me. That's all I said. And I'm not surprised that once it hit social media, people took all with it and ran with it in 100 different directions. I'm not going to back up from what I said. I said it. Mm-hmm. It's out there. If, if, if And the thing is, it's on tape. You can go watch our show, Sports Take, from Friday and hear exactly what I said. I'm not going to back up from it. Well, people took it. Well, they weren't doing 11 on 11s, and they weren't doing this. And they I didn't say that. We all know it's a controlled environment. I basically said it added up to the equivalent of these things. But see, once again, people hear what they want to hear. But that's all right, because people are trying to get, you know, oh, that's clickbait. Don't believe it. Yeah, okay. When, uh, uh, there are a lot of people in our media that do things and say things for clickbait only. And I'm not saying any names. Mm-hmm. If you're smart enough in the Philadelphia region, you know who they are. I don't do that. If you look at my Twitter line up and down for the last 10 years, you don't see me throwing clickbaits out there. Okay. So you get that out of your mind right now. Now, all I said was one practice and embarrassed our shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard the same thing. Am I correct, Barry? And I did, you know, and, and, there you and go. You, these guys aren't going to be perfect. You guys all, you, everybody knows. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. You know what I'm saying? I understand what it is to be in this market as a player. But I can't even imagine being on the level that right now that Jalen Hurts is on. We're talking about the starting quarterback of an NFL team. And he's not going to be perfect all the time. In fact, he does have, you know, some stuff that he needs to work on. He, I mean, that, that's absolutely what happened. Boom. I heard the same thing from a reliable source. I don't know if it's the same source as Derek Gunn because we're not going to, you know, we don't do that. You know, we, we, you know, you, that's why you keep a reference. source. Yeah. Yes, you, you, don't, keep you, source. you keep a source by not giving up a source. Exactly. So, I mean, it might not be the same source, but I did hear that. But also in talking to that, to that um, source said that, hey, I'm telling you, the kid is ready to rock. He said, you're right. The kid is ready to rock and roll. He didn't have a good day that day. I said, well, you know, you give him camp. You know, give me, you what's your, give me your synopsis over the entire camp. He said he's definitely improved his mechanics. He improved how he approaches the game. There you go. He improved a lot of things going into this season that he's going to be a much better player than he was before. I said, that's all I can ask for. And then I turned and I asked him, well, will he be a $4 million quarterback? And the same source said, that's the going rate for starting quarterback. It doesn't necessarily depict of him being a top 10 quarterback. It doesn't say he's going to be a bottom 10 quarterback. That's just the going rate for what quarterbacks are going to be paid as starters in the NFL. As we continue the conversation, I said, well, what about, what about uh, Jimmy G? He's like, well, you know, just talking to sources there. Jimmy G will probably more than likely be in San Fran. So, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it wasn't just us talking about Hurts or anything else. It was, it was talking about, you know, a, 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 
a wealth of information was being processed during that time, going back and forth. What I've heard, he's heard, you know, and that's how it is. And that's how you, it you works. You made 40 million, right? Not four, right? Just, just 40 million, yeah, 40 million. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, 40 million. Just, just to clarify. Okay. I'm not my fault, 40 million. Gotcha, gotcha. 40, 40 yep. million. 40. Yeah, so, but again, so just the, the problem I think what happens a lot of times now, uh, not that it didn't happen back in the day, but it's way more prevalent now, is context. So what you were saying was, that was the report that you got for that day. It doesn't it's mean that this was every day of the OTAs. No, you know, the other no. thing people are going going crazy with is the sack thing. The sack thing is essentially like the clock would have been up, right? For, Thank for you. How long you have to get rid of the ball? Not that he's Thank being you. tackled to the ground, which they don't do anyway. No, they, they no. wouldn't do with quarterbacks anyway. All no. right, so that there's that part of it. They do keep a clock out there. So you see, for for those who don't exactly. know, they keep exactly. a clock, a timer out there. There you go. During not during during um seven on seven, would say all right because you know a quarterback is not going to get over four five seconds to throw. No, the ball. correct. No, you know, he's got to either throw it away, complete it, or scramble. Yeah. Right. So you know a seven step drop probably happens if you're an offensive line, but you block more than three and a half four minutes, you've done your job. Right. Some players that you know like hurts like. Randall Cunningham, like McNabb, you know, tend to hold the ball a little longer. If they hold the ball a little longer, that's when you get the escapability, and that's what enters into the, you know, the, you know, what you're talking about as far as you know, a quarterback having legs that he can move around, and you know, so I mean, a guy like, uh, you know, a, a statue back there, like a a, a, man, a a Peyton Manning, he'll have the ball out a little faster because he understands what his gifts are, and running is definitely not his gift, so he, right. he'll get it out a little faster. So that's what the you got to put it in context. You know, there's no rushers out there, but there's a timer no. out there that gives them. Thank Defense you. knows that it can't cover for ten seconds. They no. can't cover for five, six seconds. That's just that is your you know you're trying to get the work in. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. So again, just trying to clarify this and make people understand who don't take the time to listen to the entire clip. Number one, who want to just react off of like third party information that they're getting number two and, and think that not that I, I need to be your lawyer by any stretch, Derek, I don't, your body of work speaks for itself, but for someone who's done it the way that you have done it and the way you conduct yourself for as long as you have, this isn't some skip Bayless hot take where you're just trying to get people to react. And the other part is whenever you talk about a quarterback in this town, could be Jalen hurts. It could go back to when I was a kid, it was Ron Jaworski. It's, polarizing everybody loses their mind there's no objectivity it's one or the other it's, it's, it's social media it's social, it's social media, media man exactly you know I, I you know and this will die down in a day or so I, yeah see the thing is when i saw it i just started laughing on twitter and i saw all these different comments and i'm just laughing because that's exactly what happens you know right. you got so so basically i'm lying if anybody knows me how, how long have you known me rob 25 years yes uh, 25 how long have you know how long have you known me bear well, you would you wouldn't talk to me, but I, I have known you twenty five years. <laughs> wow, I've known, you've known. Wow. I I I I said hello once, you know, back when I was, you know, just a guy playing on the team. When I was on the team, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't interview me, but I did know you back then. But you didn't wow. know me, know me yet. <laughs> Never wow. asked me a question, you know. So I mean, but 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 we've been close for the past seven, eight years. Yeah, seven, eight years. Was, yeah. Derek's been too ignoring close. Barrett for twenty five. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. I, I would also <laughs> emphasize too close in some way. <laughs> And as for A.J. Brown, I applaud A.J. Brown for sticking up for his boy. I applaud him. That's what you do. Coaching staff, that's what you do. You rally around your quarterback. As a teammate, you stick up for your teammate. This is who you have to go to war with. I applaud it. Yes. But I'm not going to back down from what I said because 
I don't make it up. Never I'm ne- I don't make, I'm ne- I've been covering this game for over 40 years. I've covered the Chargers, the Packers, the Steelers, the Eagles. I've approached every reporting aspect of my career the same way I reported what I just reported last Friday, okay? If I don't second and third cross-reference it, I don't put it out there, okay? That's simple, you know? And people want to run with it to get out. It's early. It's mid-July. They're not going to play a game until September. And you think I'm the only one that's going to negatively critique? How many people since last offseason have negatively critiqued Jalen Hurts? How many times since we started this show on April 18th have all of us sat here and said, I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts. I hope he proves everybody wrong. I hope he makes a $600 million contract. I do. You know, my dog. The way he goes about his business, the way he handles himself in front of the media, I applaud the way this young man at 24 years old approaches his business. I hope he proves everybody wrong. But that yeah. doesn't mean I'm not going to report something I, I hear on the cuff right. just and like that, everybody else. Derek, that and Barrett, this is, that's the other part. You know, I think of really probably any show, we've been about as fair with Jalen Hurts as you could be. And, and oh, I, really, I mean this on both sides. Fair Absolutely. in that. I think we've, and not that we all share the same opinions on everything. We certainly don't, but I think on this one, we're all in this sort of mindset of probably didn't have enough last year. He's in his first year as a starter, as a full time starter with a first year head coach and a first year coordinator. And there's a lot to be said for that. They went out and they got him weapons. Now's the year you know, put up or shut up. Let's see what you got. And I, and every, there isn't one person who doesn't tell you repeatedly how much this kid works hard, what a leader he is, you know, on and on and on. So it's it's strange to me that people, especially people who should know better, come out and say things that you know question this. But whatever, it, it's it's all good. You you That's remember? Right. I, right. I, I, I have a memory like an elephant. Man, so yeah, it's you do, good. man. You, you yeah. That's okay. You, you you remember uh, the fifty cent I borrowed from you when uh, when I was trying to vent the machine? <laughs> wow, that's fifty five cents now, man. <laughs> wow, that's the vague. You're paying some juice on that. Wow, <laughs> but you know, I mean, realistically, you know, Jalen Hurts is in a position where he, you know, he can be as successful as any quarterback in the league, or he can be, uh, he can regress, like nine times out of ten, most of the quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I'm looking at the I'm looking at it almost like I'm looking at San Fran's situation, but it's two quarterbacks instead of the one Hurts quarterback. Right. right. I see Jalen Hurts is a guy that could be Jimmy Garoppolo, who who can run the team, be very efficient, get him to the playoffs, even get him to the championship game, even get him to a Super Bowl with his skill set. But I also see a quarterback that can regress and and and, and could be you know he he could be uh you know Trey Lance who hasn't gotten good enough to command the team so they're keeping a the guy around they shouldn't you know that right. i mean i see it both aspects of it. he could go either way i'm on the board thinking that he's gonna do like jimmy garoppolo and be as good as jimmy garoppolo going into championships i think that he could be that type of player for this team especially with the weapons that they have for him and you know i might be a little biased you know he's he's my quarterback of my team number one number two he's my fraternity brother number three he's just a good freaking dude Right. I mean, you know, yes. he has all the things. And I'm tired of talking about intangibles because I know a lot of quarterbacks that don't have intangibles who are great quarterbacks. Yeah. But he has that. He has everything that you want from a quarterback. I think the biggest thing for us is, and the worst thing is not necessarily how many games he can win, but is he worth that $40 million a there year? There you go. There you quarterback go. Quarterback money and, and that also, he may acquire. Barrett, there's, you brought up Jimmy G and a couple other guys. There's a big difference between being Jimmy G and being Ryan Tannehill. 
who right. are who are good players who get you the, or to the Kirk playoffs. Cousins. Yeah, or, or Kirk Cousins, who, who, who Cousins is in, it puts up numbers and all that. That's fine. You're obviously like those guys can get you to the playoffs, and that's great. Can he win you a championship? Is it fair to ask that question? It, there is a we know, guys. There's tiers, and there's you know there's Rodgers and and, and the, the the upper echelon, right? And then there's like there's some really good quarterbacks in that next tier. You know, is that where Jalen tops out at? And well, I just don't think we know right now. Well, let me give you this, Rob. I'm gonna give you one quarterback. Who is both of those? Who's both of those? I played with Ben Roethlisberger, but then I didn't get a chance to play with Big Ben. When I played with Ben Roethlisberger, he was Ben Roethlisberger. He hadn't made the title. He hadn't become the title of Big Ben yet. He didn't become Big Ben for me until he won the Super Bowl, the next Super Bowl he won, where he had the immaculate pass to to Holmes Holmes. for the touchdown to win the game. Mm -hmm. That's when, to me, he became Big Ben. Yeah. But I did play with Ben Roethlisberger and won a Super Bowl with him when he we won a Super Bowl in spite of Ben Roethlisberger. Great point. In spite of him, you know, it wasn't like he had a bad bad game, but he had the game that he wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even throw a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. It just happened to be over my side too. I'm just letting y'all know. Barrett, I think that is a great. <laughs> no, I mean it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so, nice job, man. That was awesome. Don't tear cut rotator. Cut. Right, right. No. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying I think that's a great analogy because he was still in the you know the the infant stage. He was yes, he was kind of growing exactly. up, right? He was he, he was didn't throw a touchdown pass. Right, right. 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 And you guys, your defense, right, and Randall L. and other guys in your defense picked him up, right? Okay, yep, and the yep. other game, he had to do some things himself. Not all of it. There was obviously guys made plays in the game. But when you needed a money throw, he made that. He grew into that. Right. These guys aren't finished products. Like the notion that Jalen Hurts at 23. We're talking about a guy who's 23, okay? Right. He just turned 24, didn't he? Tw- I'm sorry. 24, 24. yeah. 24. He can't get better right. when he's entering his second full season as a starter. Is absurd. Exactly. Of course, exactly. You can get so exactly, but, but but it's not a guarantee. So we just don't know, and that's what you know. We could sit here and we could bang our heads in the wall, and, and we could debate whether he is or he isn't, and all that. We'll know this year. We're gonna have a much better idea, I think, of where he's at because he's been given the weapons. Because I think the coaching will be better yeah. for him, and he you take that next step as a player as you as you mature, like anything else in life. You're not gonna be as good at it when you first start. Exactly. Okay, you you need reps, even at the pro level. I know this kid's been playing football his whole life, but I'm talking about at the NFL level. If that's and this is it this year for him. You don't think you don't think the Eagles organization has a two tier plan in, in terms of Jalen Hurts? Either they will find out he is the quarterback of the future this season, or they already have a plan in place of what they're going to do in the off season of next year. Right? You don't think they think that far down the road? Yeah. It's that simple. It's an either-or situation. It's not a gray area. This is not a gray area. Right. Either Jalen Hurts is going to rise to the occasion and shut up a lot of people, or the Eagles are, are armed right now and in a good position to move up in the draft if they want you to, to look for a quarterback in 2023. It's that simple. Right. No, and, and, and you I, know what, Derek, to your point, okay, the, the, other, the other piece of this is, it, do you think it was a coincidence that the Eagles – made that trade so they had two first-rounders next year to have the ammunition to try and get relatively high to either trade for a, a present quarterback or get up and draft a guy. No, that's not us. That's not you. That's not the media. That's smart that, business. That's yes, right. Is. That's the Eagles it's writing themselves business. an insurance policy yes. in case this doesn't – which means 
they don't 100% believe. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world either. It's okay. No, no, no. It's a show it's of smart, two It's smart business. That's no, what no, you're no. doing. You don't just plan for it today. You plan for the long term. You got to plan down the road. You think well, when yeah. they decided to draft Carson Wentz, they just on a whim decided to draft Carson Wentz? No. That was a long-range plan as they looked at their quarterback situation. Oh, look what the they had back. Look what they had in the same. They said they had um um what's his name um in the lock in the, in the locker room with him. They went out and got Sam Bradford, so they yes. knew that he wasn't going to be go. ready. They had they had somebody there, there that could play. Man, that's there just the go. nature of how it is. But also, I'm even in saying that you look at um you look at the draft picks that they're going to have. They're, it's not like these draft picks are going to be high. We're still going to be right around 19, 20, 21 because I do see the right. Saints being pretty good and I do see the Eagles being pretty good. So in saying that. If the Eagles are where I think they're going to be at, they're going to be drafting pretty daggone far from being up there with the upper echelon quarterbacks like the Van Dykes, the uh, you know guys like that. Yeah, Stroud, you know? Stroud, those guys. Stroud, yeah. So I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's going to be you know we got to put things in perspective. It's still he's still going to have to do a lot of maneuvering if they choose to go in that direction. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, 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 oh, believe me, I'm not saying it's like an easy. I, to, to, he had to perform miracles to get up and get Wentz. You know that right. was incredible. Absolutely. Not every draft you can pull still, that off. Right, right, I agree. Right. But still, though, you know, looking at that, I still don't see them being able to get down there because if they are picking around 25, 26, then Jalen Hurts did his job and he's the guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You go. If they there pick any lower, if they're down there around 10, that means he wasn't the guy. Correct. He had a terrible season and they're going to go in that direction anyway. Yes. Yes. Well, Agreed. you know, I would also. And, and by the way, I, 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 I'm I, with you, Derek. I like that AJ had his back, but of course he's going to have his back. AJ's oh, his boy. Yes, that's his boy. Good. Yeah. I, I will also throw this caveat out there. Also, Barry, you say if the Eagles um, are picking that low, then then Jalen's done his job. Well, you could also say you said it. They could have won in spite of him. The defense could be that much better. They could win in spite of him. Hey, you know, there's a quarterback in 2000. Uh, who was not a great quarterback, but but won the Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens won that Super Bowl because what? They had one of the best defenses in the history of pro football. Okay, <laughs> right, 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 right. I right. didn't get that defense. There you go. And so you know there are other quarterbacks who had great measure of success. You know the Jake DeLomes and all these guys. There's a whole bunch of those out there that had a good. Was Phil Sims a great? Know. Was Phil Sims a great quarterback? Ooh. No. Was Hostetler? No. Was Hostetler? Right, right, but they right. had monster defenses, didn't they? Brad Johnson. I mean, there you it, go. It, it can happen. Is it more rare? You better have very. You better be very special in other areas for those guys to win. Like defense, you know. You and I, I just want these people. You know what? All you people out there in social media, you know, listen one more time because I'm tired of saying this. I'm tired of saying it. Okay, I am rooting for Jalen Hurts 150 thousand percent. I hope he shuts up a lot of people. I hope he proves a lot of people wrong. I hope he goes on and gets a $600 million contract. I really do. Kudos to him because he's earned it. Okay? So anything else I or anybody on our platform says outside of that, it's an opinion, okay? It's because we've heard things. It's not just stuff we throw against the wall like some members of our our media will throw against the wall just to get so-called clickbait. Yeah. We don't do that. If you know anything about Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, and Derek Gunn, we don't mention it unless we've talked to people firsthand. It's that simple. Whether you agree with it or not, that's on you. You don't have to agree with us. But we're right. not going to throw it out there just to be throwing it out there. And if it upsets and, and stirs and stirs a hornet's nest, so be it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, and I, I just think, too, I, I, w- I hope at some point, I, I'm afraid the cat's out of the bag, but that we can go back to – 
being able to be critical without being a hater, being able to throw praise without kissing a guy's ass. You know, there, there can be a happy medium here where you're looking at it objectively and saying, you know what? He didn't have a good practice that day, but you know what? He crushed it on Thursday. That doesn't mean you hated him on Wednesday oh, or yeah, you yeah. love him oh, and you're you, blindly you loyal to him. You want him to, him no. fail. You, want him to fail. you know what? Well, so you guys want the good Stop. old days where Stop. we had to wait till the next day to hear about it and read it in the Inquirer and stuff like that. No. Hey, I want to thank the Super Chat also. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was pretty cool, you know, you doing that. What, what happened? Uh, super Chat. Uh-huh. You know, the Philly. Uh, yeah, right the, there, Super I mean, that. you know, we appreciate what is, that. You what know is what Super saying? Chat? What is it? They paid us um, to, 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 you know, have his, his – uh, his opinion put out there. I oh, appreciate okay. that. Oh, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Okay. I think it was there took out go. of context. I also think it was shocking because most reports said he's been better. A bad day is fair to say, but we ain't, we ain't here it then. So that's why it felt like it's uh, so out of left field. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And, he also, and, and, and also know there are a lot of things that I, that I know I will never put out there. I think that's, I think, I think since we've been on the air, April 18th, we've had enough people like the Brian Westbrooks, the Brian Dawkins, the Jeremiah Trotters, and they have confirmed that Degon has kept a lot of stuff to himself, and that's why I've been able to get so close to players in the organization. Okay. So there are a lot of things you will never hear come from me, but if they ever get out there, yes, I can confirm. Bro, you had days. Howie Roseman on, bro. You had Howie you on. What else you want? So that should so that should tell people. You know where all the bodies are buried, and you still had Howie Roseman on. So so that should tell people the organization understands. I'm not out to do them in. I am not against the organization. They understand that I have been fair and objective for 25 years in this market. And there are things I will say. I've had disagreements with the front office that we have discussed intelligently and adult like. Okay, and we've also agreed not to disagree on certain topics. That's all part of the part of the, the, the the program. Okay. It is. I'm not gonna. I'm a big boy. I, I'm not gonna back down. Yeah, from anything one thing. I say. Look, one thing you know with us, if we put it out there, we're we're not walking it back. We because we meant it. We we it was sincere. It was genuine. It was legit. I think people. You know, I hear you better walk that back. Walk what back? That he didn't play well walk, during a practice. Walk, walk it, it back. Walk it back. Yeah, so you better, anyway, you better walk this way. You better take yourself and <laughs> yeah. walk over this way. As, as, as Iris Smith once said, walk this way or run DMC. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but again, we'll uh, we got a lot of football in store today. James Palmer from the NFL Network is going to join us at one. Remember, he had James on right before the draft. He kind of oh, yeah. he yeah. had a pretty good feel of everything that was going to be happening Eagles wise. So we'll uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him and getting his impressions of just everything that's gone down uh, this offseason. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to James at one o'clock. Certainly, Phillies. They had a pretty wild weekend, guys. They lost yesterday, but they took the first two games, both shutouts yep. over the Cardinals, and yep. they just keep figuring out ways to win. Uh, we got some all-star nods and some all-star slights for the Phillies, which we'll get into as well. Uh, we didn't dig in on Friday to the tough parts of the Eagles' schedule, so we're going to get into that as well. Uh, some Sixer stuff. Some fly- I'm, I'll pose the question to you guys. Can you still root for your team even if there's a guy on the team that's a bad dude. Ooh. So we'll, we'll debate that. Ooh. And I'll, I'll set the, the context of it uh, a little bit later and uh, all kinds of other stuff in store. So we, we see everybody in the, uh, in the in the chat. We appreciate you. Sorry to get a chance to acknowledge everybody uh, personally, like I usually do off the top of the show, but we you appreciate you. Guns blazing, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Even Mrs. Brooks, we, we didn't say hi to Mrs. Brooks like we always do. No disrespect, she's, Mama Brooks. She, 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 she's watching She's watching the show, but she she's watching on the TV now, so she can't respond on her phone. She's watching. She okay. Hi, Mom. And uh, my grandson, uh, 
Bro. Oh, she's home, right? She's with you. Yeah, she's with me. I oh, forgot. mom's there. Yeah, oh, we gotta talk. We gotta get mom on the show yeah, this week. Need, no, mom needs to be on the show. Yes, she's cool. Yeah, mom needs to be on the show. She's watching my grandson. My grandson's playing this game. Right. This is Brooks. We need you on the show for about ten minutes. That's hey, all. Can you Just guys see? Can you see any of these like cuts on me? What happened, bro? You can't you know shave like that, man. So I I bought these like cheapskate razors. Oh, like they're not the ones I usually buy. Oh jeez. Oh my god. You can't go to the there's only certain things you can get from the dollar store, bro. You I might know, as well dude. use a butter, you might as well use a plastic butter knife, dude. So I, I finished up today. I'm like, man, I, I don't it doesn't feel great. So I we had our show meeting and I go upstairs, I look in the mirror, I'm like, I'm all broken out. I was like I shaved for the first time today with these crappy razors, man. Anyway, what, what, what name bro, brand I did the did you same buy, thing, dude? man. I would have shaved my head and everything before the show, too, man. Yeah, I uh, I forget that I don't even know what the name of the brand is. I, I like don't even Toys know. Toys R Us. I mean, would you? What they you were really <laughs> cheap, man. I usually use Gillette, which is really legit. They're the bro. greatest ever, bro. Gr- Double S, baby. Double S. They didn't have them, and then there was this other kind that was like ridiculously expensive. So I went with the, of course, the cheapskate, you know, once, and I'm paying the price. Okay, to say the least. All right, so. when you start bleeding, when you start bleeding on air. Don't say we didn't tell you, I mean, man. I'm telling you. Tourniquet, yeah. All right, so uh, like I said, James Palmer at one. We'll hit some Phillies. We'll hit some Eagles, tough parts of the schedule, a lot of other stuff that we will dive into. So don't go anywhere. We appreciate you hanging with us on this Monday. We are Sports on, Day, Jacob Sports on, YouTube gotta, Network. Huh? I got to eat my – um. All right. You, eat what? Pop-Tart, man. All right, get your grub on, man. Get your oh, grub you on. You don't put it in the microwave first? No. He eats it raw. Oh, that's gross, man. You got to put it in the microwave, man. man. You got to soften it up, baby. Yeah, man. Oh, All right, nasty. let Barry and we will uh, we'll keep doing our things and yeah, letting everybody go crazy around us. We will I do that. That's eat, for sure. All right, bird. so you guys know knowing who to trust with your finances can be very, very scary. And I'm right there. I'm right there with you. But I can say from personal experience that I found somebody who I trust with my finances, and that's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you may have a small business. You're trying to set up employee benefits. It's another resource that Jim can help you with as well. Look, for me, I don't claim to be an expert in finances. I use Jim a lot as a as a sort of sounding board and ask a lot of questions because I don't understand all of it, and he is phenomenal with it. I've used him and entrusted my IRA with him, 401K rollovers, you name it. I couldn't be happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. field of life 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. again everybody happy monday hope you had a great relaxing weekend out there that's for sure we are sports take jacob sports youtube network the gun b brooks rob ellis we're talking a lot about jalen hurts and uh the, the gunner firestorm that started last week uh always throwing trouble man always trouble. trouble you are trouble oh you got your little uh, self uh, look at that your own special uh yeti there father what's it say father of the year Father of the bride. This was uh, when my daughter got married in 2020. She had uh, the the parents um, and and all the bridesmaids and the grooms. This is one of the gifts that her and my son-in-law gave us was our own personal, you know. Oh, I'm about to say because I didn't get one. I, I don't understand because you weren't a part of the wedding party. You weren't a part of the wedding wedding party, man. Bruh, bruh. Oh. I, I was. Y'all made me feel as though I was. What? No, say y'all. It was them. You know me. You know how I feel. I, no. <laughs> I tried. I tried to get him to take a plate and go, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Trish and all of them were looking from side eye like this. Yep. I had all the waiters and the waitress said, "Look, when you see this dude six five, three hundred forty pounds, five pounds, come in. I want you to wrap his plate up with foil and tell him the exit is that way. Don't you let can, him sit at a table." You know what he wanted to do to you, Barrett? He wanted you to be Namdi Asawa eating in the car. He didn't, want, he didn't want you. He wanted you to sit in the car with your. You know, your plastic fork. Right, right, Rob. Hey, um, I'll come in as soon as I come in. You know, he's got, you know, the, the cold red. Security. Cold, cold, red, red. Right. cold, cold red. red. There, there it is. Hey, yeah. we, we blue would blue even, jacket. We would have even piped the music to your car. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, bro. I mean, seriously. We just let him have it roll down the window. Look, the DJ man. can play it really hey, loud. Look, and <laughs> even ice cream. We had, a whole, we had a whole ice cream bar set up, dude. They were making bananas, faucets, oh. and everything. Oh, yes, dude. We had up. Uh, let me tell you. Why do you think I'm still hemorrhaging, Rob? Oh right. It was two nice. years later. I told you I paid for two weddings in less than three years, bro. 
Yeah, that's right. crazy. Man. I'm right. still hemorrhaging, man. Yeah, and Barry won't loan me any money. That's not right. <laughs> Cheap, bleep, bleep, bleep. Some guys have your back. Some guys don't. You I know, know Rob. I know you got me, Rob. Barry, I got you, man. Barrett, Barrett only does it on the surface. Behind Checks in the mail, Derek. Bro, I love you. I love you like a, a stepbrother, man. <laughs> Look, he won't answer my phone calls. He don't respond to my text messages. You know, he don't Bro, send some of the text anymore. messages you send, man. What? What? Yeah. What? You, you, you need help. Uh, you do need help. Right, right. Everybody thinks D-Gun is just this upstanding citizen, man. Some of the stuff he sends, man, I'm telling you, man. He, he's walking the line, bro. He is walking the line, That's man. That's awesome. That's I look awesome. It's not true. What? See, my wife could be watching this. You're lying. See what I mean? Now I'm going to get a phone call. So what are you saying, Bear? No, 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 no. Yeah, my goodness. Bear's, Bear's exaggerating, man. <laughs> oh, I'm exaggerating? Ooh, he exactly. has some co-workers, man. So he got some co-workers, man. He just oh he, he he's blazing. Now, now he sees what I'm talking about. <laughs> we have some ex-co-workers, man, we had together, bro. And, and um they were just uh some of the stuff he sends about them, bro. It's it's, it's terrible, man. Rob, all, you know how you know how it, it is, Rob. You know it's all it's all in good fun. Right. Oh man, what are you doing? Yeah, you you're dropping dimes, man. You laid the guy out. We are weird. This, this, my, that's my, man. This is this is my squad right here. This, this, this is, is You guys yeah. understand, man. You know, CTE and everything, man. I need a release sometimes, and you guys give me three hours of this. Every this is your safe haven. Day. This is your safe yes, zone yes, right yes. here. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even say anything about stuff. Barrett text. I didn't even bring that. <laughs> up. I mean, it's the, I'm just saying the four of us. And you your mom's right three. there. It's the four of us. I'm, I'm, yes. No, because. I mean, you guys give me, you guys give me relief. The four of us, you give, you give us relief. You, we're you know we're therapeutic. Four. Four. The four, four. Yeah. Derek four. And, 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 and D Gun. No, oh, D Gun. Oh, <laughs> Derek, yeah. Derek D Gun and Rob. Yeah. The four. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> D Gun got issues. Right. See, D Gun who sent you is D Gun who sent you those texts. Not Gunner. Not D Gun. I can't control D Gun. I'm just yeah. telling you right now. <laughs> nice That's to have that other. That, four of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got the joke. I got it. it. It's nice to have that other persona, man. Hey, look, man. Just, hey. Hey, it's it's up, like me, man. myself, and Irene. Have you guys ever right. seen that? Love yes. that movie, bro. Oh, Love my that God. Movie, man. Jim Carrey. Love that movie. Oh, but bear, bear, put some about the, the D What are you talking about? You're giving people the wrong impression. Bro, I have the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Which one, though? It don't make a difference. I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that's it. <laughs> but let's wow. get back well, right. love before you guys, we move man. on. Let's go back, Barrett. How the world are you eating pop tarts without putting them in a toaster first, man? Barrett, Rob, do you do that? Because Rob, if there's a finicky eater out there, it's Rob Ellis. I, just, I would go. I would go toaster. I, I I'm not. I, I'll eat pop tarts, but if I'm if I'm eat, I don't eat them a ton. If I'm going to eat them, it's pie, It's toaster. It's like eating raw dough. No, it's not raw dough. I I, I like it, man. Plus, I didn't have no time to put in the toaster. I'm up here talking Dude, with you guys. You gotta soften up the blueberries, the strawberries, man. You know, you eat blueberries. Oh, you, blueberries. you all bad. I like man. the strawberries. Like, it's all. I love it's blueberries. All bad, no, blueberries, my favorite. Oh Dude, my goodness. Mine is cherry, bro. I can't what? believe you eat, bro. That's against the law to eat no. blueberry, man. Cherry is nasty, tarts. dude. Cherries are nasty. Blueberry yeah. pop tarts is nasty. That's, no, that's almost like uh, that's almost like no. black licorice, man. No, no, no. Not that's almost like close. black licorice, man. No, Blueberry, yes it, is. yes, it is. No, meanwhile, Rob's like, how did we get off on this tangent? <laughs> how did we how did we get here? I'm good. I, yeah, uh, yeah. Rob is sitting back like, I'm glad they're off my dry Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for once, for once, I'm not the butt of the food truck. Oh, Go ahead. I'm going to the crawl space. Oh, you guys really? have fun. Yeah. 
Cherry pop tart. Look at Jeremiah Butler. Jeremiah Butler put cherry. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. Hey, whatever I mean, gets you through the day, man. You know what I mean? Oh, That's man. where I'm at. Of course, of course, for a guy who eats, who else watched eat ten White Castle burgers in one day and almost threw up, oh, I, nice. I'm not surprised he said cherry. So you know uh, what? I'm not... My mom actually brought me some uh, fried rice from from um, from St. Louis, bro. She froze it for me. What? Because it's, 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 bro, I tell you, man. It, it's the difference in in, in 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 fried rice everywhere else in the world, Chinese food everywhere else in the world, and and I mean I didn't know that about St. Louis. It's it's, it's the, I mecca. the barbecue. I, I, I didn't still, know. I still it's don't the mecca know it. Fried rice. The it's the mecca. The hmm. mecca. Wait a minute. Uh, you telling me more so than San Francisco? Yeah. You tell me St. Louis is the mecca of fried rice. Yes. <laughs> you, yes, it is. You really want me to believe this? Really? I'm so serious, man. I'm so serious, man. <laughs> really? Right. I'm so hey, serious, I believe bro. it. It's like oh, you know, my goodness. people come okay. from miles around, man, to get fried rice. There are actually athletes that 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 played for like the Rams and 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 the Cardinals and stuff that they go back just to eat the fried rice and then and leave go back. Damn, bro, I, I'm, I'm going to St. Louis for ribs. I'm not going to St. Louis for fried rice <laughs> until you taste the fried rice. Better ribs, St. Louis or Kansas City? Ooh, oh, that's Kansas tough. City. Kansas City. That's Both. tough, man. I said it. I put it out there. Let me start another controversy. <laughs> I've had St. Louis and Kansas City ribs. St. Louis ribs are very good. Mm. They're they're exceptional. All right, I admit it. I but admit when it, it comes to ribs, Kansas City, woo. by far, yeah, okay. by far. Let me tell you something. Yeah, they okay. are. I, I I hated to give my just like just like I mean, are we are we transfer um transitioning over to um baseball now because. It was, it was a great day in Philly sports, but it's a bad day in uh in uh in St. Louis sports. You know, baseball heaven, man. It's, it's, it's messed up. Well, you guys got one yesterday. I mean, look, yeah. the, the Cardinals won yesterday. I, I'll tell you, guys, this has been a playoff feel kind of series. Like, really yeah, tight absolutely. games. Absolutely. Well-pitched, well-played for the most part. Guys stepping up in big spots. Like, that game Saturday, man, yes. was Ooh. drama. Okay, and the Phillies survived it and won it. And and the Cardinals, in in turn, yesterday had one of those kind of games where they came back and won. There we go. We got the pooch. There you go. Now, who's that again, Bart? This is Yoki. Yoki. Yaki. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on the boat on the boat trip. Yeah. Leave my dog alone, D. Gun. Didn't she have like like throw up in her hair? Yeah, like, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was like a Christmas her tree her and it something went about Mary. Yeah, it was something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there, you know. She wouldn't even move. She was just sitting there. And look, yeah. Rob, the dog, the dog was like this, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my poor dog alone, man. All right, speaking that, of that, yeah, the I, dog I, I'm this morning I'm out. I'm pulling some weeds. I know that sounds exciting, but I was I was pulling weeds today in the front, right? Yeah. And as I'm doing it, kind of look like your dog, Barry, except straight hair, not the curly hair. Uh-huh. This little dog comes motoring past me, going down the street with nobody around. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? No, no collar, by the way. Okay, so. I, I I can't. I'm like I got to get the dog now. It's on me. I saw it. Like I can't let this dog get right. hit by the car. <laughs> so I start chasing the dog around the neighborhood, trying to catch it. And, and it's a little teeny thing like this. And I'm running and things like you know moving with his little quick legs. And and he's he or she. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. They're running into like backyards. And all of a sudden I'm like trespassing in people's yards trying to find the dog. Right. So the dog goes across the street 
I'm chasing it. I go into my backyard. He, the dog wheels out of the backyard, runs, tries to go, to, goes into my driveway, tries to get in my house, but the, you know, there's a fence, goes to my next door neighbor. And I finally kind of corner the dog and I get the dog and he, they're at my neighbor next door and I bring the dog over and I'm knocking on the door. And finally they come out they're like, Oh, they, you know, there, there's fluffy or whatever the name is. <laughs> we, we, we weren't sure where he was. Like they didn't even, they barely cared. I'm like, I've been wandering around the neighborhood for 15 minutes and you don't even care. I'm like, what am I doing? Yo, <laughs> so if that had been me, I'd have seen the dog. I'd have been like this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I am just too much of a sucker, man. I ain't it's chasing the dog. Down. I'm sorry, man. It's too hot out there. I can't be doing I, I'm, I'm going to get shot man. running in somebody's backyard trying right, to. Right, right, right. You're going to get bit by a bigger dog. Or hey. bit. Yeah. Hey, Bear, Bear, imagine if that was us running through somebody else's yard. Oh, man. <laughs> no, bro. I, ain't I, doing hear that. I hear you. I hear I'm you. Not, I'm not going to be a statistic. I, I, it. I Listen, I got you. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, back to the Phillies, real quick. So, uh, <laughs> Rob's like, Rob's like, is Here this you go. Monday? Yeah, hey, Rob, I, just keep in mind, we got four more days after this. I'm the Segway King. <laughs> uh, so speaking oh. of tracking down stray dogs, the Phillies, no. Um, so, oh, man. yeah, so they're up two games. It's a weird series, guys, because it's a wraparound. So they play tonight, too. It's the last game of the series tonight. It's a four game series. They're up two to one. They go shutout, shutout. Wheeler was spectacular yeah. Friday. Uh, Gibson, who had been awful his last two starts, he goes seven yep. shutout innings, and they win that game one nothing. It was insane. And then they lose yesterday in a really good game. Play at the plate that was overturned, ruled safe, and St. Louis wins. But all in all, a very good series, you know, so far for the Phillies. And you know, forty six and forty on the season. They're in sole possession of that final wild card spot. They hold a tiebreaker over the Cardinals and the Brewers. So they're starting to set themselves up, you know, pretty nicely here. And you got Nola going tonight. So not bad. I Bro, told I you mean, that even back right in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even right now, just them going, you know, if, if they if they lose tonight, just going two for two. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Is 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 a win in my book. You know, because they hold the tiebreaker. So I mean, I'm starting to change my way of thinking now. I mean, they 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 might be buyers. I don't think they should mess it, you know, touch anything, but they may be buyers, man. They may be. Yeah, it's feeling like that. But you know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be a, a buy, but not one that, that you're just, whoa, you're in awe. I, I think it's going to be a necessary piece kind of buy. You know, it's 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 a, it's right. a tune up. It's a it's a new yeah. tire. It's it not a be a wild factor. Engine. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it'll be it'll be a middle of the road deal. It won't hurt. It won't hurt the Phillies in terms of what they're trying to do, but they'll look at it as something that can strengthen. Uh, the bullpen. I don't see them needing anything else other than a little bullpen help. You know, I I, I like a starter, Derek, just because I don't know about Eflin. I keep telling you, put a pal in there. Keep telling you, I keep telling you, because now now that you have um, uh, Hand and Sir Anthony alternating as your closers, they've been doing a really good job in that yeah. that dual role. So they don't need a closer right now. They might need they might need another setup guy, and I will move a bell. I don't care if he only goes five innings. Hey, you know what? Fulton's been going five innings the whole season. I don't care if Appel goes five innings. Because right now he's only pitching one and two innings. Can you imagine if you get five innings out of him throwing the way he's throwing the ball right now? Yeah. That takes no. a lot of pressure off the back end of your bullpen. No, it does. There's no question it does. And it gives you insurance policies if these guys can't stay healthy, if Eflin and, and Suarez can't stay healthy. The, you bred at the bullpen, Derek. It's incredible. 
you know, I know they gave a couple up oh, yesterday, no but that was a bullpen game. The, you know, they, there was, it was the whole game was the bullpen. They have been awesome lately. I mean, that if there's anything, I, I think there's a lot of things you give Rob Thompson credit for. Uh, one of them is I think they're much looser as a team. I think Girardi had them wound so freaking tight, man. Like it was just, you know, not good, not healthy. You know how it is, Derek or Barrett, when you're trying to play and you, you're you're just overthinking everything and you're, you know, whatever. Absolutely. I, I think that's one thing. I, but the other part of it is he has really managed this bullpen and, and given those guys to find <clears> roles. <throat> and, and they know what they, what, you know, where they're going to yep. be now. Yep. You know, and is, that, is that the biggest difference? Um, his control of uh, the bullpen and, and giving those guys those defining roles? I think so. I mean, look, there have been – what Schwarber's done has been nothing short of unbelievable, right? And that's – it's gone yep. a long way. He's carried them, man, especially with Harper being down. But you see that diving catch he made? He made a great catch. He made he a up also the other day. I'll tell you, he's – I was really happy for him to be selected the all-star team. He Me deserves it. Yeah. I mean, 28 home runs. He's, the only guy who has more home runs than him is Judge this year. So he's you right know, he, behind Aaron Judge. You know, he's a big dude, yeah. too, man. Schwarber, he, he is a big dude. Sport, stocky yeah. dude. He's man. put together, dude. He looks yeah. like he looks like a linebacker. He, right. He's kind of built like that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he played game. football yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You can um, tell. You can tell. Oh, there's no doubt. But so he's he's been really good. Um, you know, Hoskins, to his credits, had a really good year for them. And they're surviving. Like that, there's something going on with this team where they figure out ways to win games. And there, there's a there's an intangible to that that speaks to that. So Speaking of the All-Star game, and, and Schwarber's undecided if he's going to compete in the home run derby. He doesn't know yet. He did it in 2018, I think. Um, but he's the only one going. I mean, Harper got voted in, but he can't play because of the injury. No Wheeler, no Nola. Wheeler's got a 2.46 ERA, a 1.05 whip. He hasn't allowed a run, guys, in his last two starts in 14 mm. innings. And he's not going right now. Unless That's somebody unbelievable. It's hurt. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to me. I like him. Um, I mean, I still think he's getting he's getting uh he's getting uh, the you know the finger man as far as you know the finger uh, playing all star yeah and the the middle one that is you yeah, know not I mean? number one. I telling him he's number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, just to have those guys in consideration, man, is, is something. But I mean, just to not even you know be invited, I, I, I just think he's still getting he's getting hosed, man. I mean, look, look oh, maybe my. look at it this way, right? So. Oh, he'll, he'll at least be able to rest. He'll probably have a bit of a chip on his shoulder, right? So maybe that's the positives you take away. I mean, you can really make a case for Nola, too. Nola's had a really good year, and he's not getting in either. But there are guys that always kind of beg out. It's not quite at the you know NFL Pro Bowl level where, where guys don't – nobody wants to go to it or be involved. But a lot of dudes do step away. So yeah, he, he, you could very well see him get in there. You all right, guys? You know what? No, I'm still trying to get past Barry talking about the finger. But you know what? Um, I now that I think about it, I don't I don't mind Wheeler and Nola's not going to pitch in the All Star game. You know what? They get a few extra days of rest, chill out. You know, let their arms you know rest up for the stretch run. You know, because we need them more importantly. I, I have no problem with that. You know, it, it's a it's an honor to be selected to the All Star game. I know a lot of these guys like that because in some cases it entails bonus money as well. Right. You know. I get it, but for the most part, I don't have a problem with that. If Schwarber, if Schwarber only gets one at bat in the All Star game to avoid possible injury, or anything, I'm fine with that. If he come, that you know, I, I know people want to see these guys play, especially the way Schwarber's the talk of the National League, just like Aaron Judge is the talk of the American League. I get it, and he's deserved that, rightfully so. 
But you know what? Get him in, get him out, you know, and, and you know what? More importantly, the Phillies need him down the stretch. I don't want some fluke accident to have him do round the base, steps on a bag wrong, anything. You. Tweaks an ankle out two, two to six weeks. You don't need that, man, the way he's hitting the ball right now. That's no, fair. Keep that dude bubble tape, man. The, the bubble wrap the yeah, way he's been playing. You know, um, exactly. Trying to bunt, you know, we don't need any of that, man. No, no, no. Yeah. no or or, or ball, some ball, ill advised 97 yeah. mile per hour fastball off of a body part. We don't need any of that. Or you ask him to bunt, ball ricochets off the back, hits him in his nose, and all of a sudden. Right, 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 right. I don't think Schwarm yeah. is bunting. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, something to keep our eye on. And we talked about this a little bit on Friday because I. Um, Rob Thompson hinted that he was going to address it at some point during the series. Apparently the Phillies have pushed it off until before tonight's game, but um, there's a lot, there's a lot of smoke out there that there's a, you know, a decent amount of Phillies who aren't vaccinated and Canada, you can't enter the country if you aren't vaccinated and they play in Toronto on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, you know, major league baseball has the exemptions where you can bring guys up, you know, whatever, and use them in these kind of situations. But you could be looking at a really uh, compromised lineup the next two days for the Phillies, to say the least. Any word on how many players? No, allegedly, I, we've heard like seven ish, but I, that's not seven. That's not confirmed, though. Just to be clear, and that well, may, might include pitchers. Well, we'll get a good look at the future of this organization. Won't we? <laughs> I don't know if you want to be looking at that. <laughs> the future's in like single A. It, it's not not a ton in Triple A, man. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, can we afford to let those two games go? That's that's not know, really, you know, man. I mean, not Barry, really. You're this is this feels like it's coming down to the wire here with these wild card spots. I'm not even talking about the division. You don't want to be, you know, giving up anything here. But what are you going to do? I mean, the organization, these, these, it's their individual. Like, um, we're going to talk about the the Joker a little bit a little bit later, but. Uh, Djokovic, who, who won another Wimbledon yesterday. And I, I, I'm watching a little bit of that. But it's his seventh. He's not going to be playing in the U.S. Open because he's not vaccinated. He's t- he's already said it right now. So it's, you know, it's an individual choice. Wow. Can't, you can't make them, you know, get the vaccine. And that's – we knew we kind of knew this last year with, with, with a couple of the Phillies players that this was the yeah. case. So it's that's tough. tough, man. It's tough, well, man. You, you know, know it's, it's a life choice, you yes, know, and, and if you if you take the vaccine, I applaud you. If you don't, I applaud you as well. It's your choice. I mean, there's still a lot of uncertainty. There are a lot of people out there that still have uncertainties about this vaccine, what's in it, what it could do to your body long term, you know, right. and I applaud you. You know, now that now they're saying that kids six months to five years can now yeah. take the vaccine. I don't know if anybody's going to let their kid take a vaccine at five years old, six six months old, let alone two, three, and four years old. Yep. This is still, you know, the vaccine has come a ways. I mean, they're still working on it to improve it, but it's not 100% effective. You know, medical experts have already said it's not 100% effective yet. So, you know, for those who take it, more power to you. For those who don't take it, who are still waiting to see where this thing goes, more power to you. I don't blame you one bit. Oh, look at me. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Look at look. what. T for Tuna, man, my captain, man. Where is he? Oh, no, what? it's not low. It's, it's not about the vaccine. It's about being on this wow. fishing team, man. It's it's, it's, it's uh, the Duke of Fluke, man, is coming up. So the he Duke already had Fluke. He already had his team, right? Let me let me let me put it all down. What happened? I what are we talking about? That's my captain right there. That's the you know, you know, Captain Tony. Let me put it out there. He had a team, you know. We we never, we never, I never fished with him on the Duke of Fluke. 
I do. That's the name of his boat, just for people who no, 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 name is boat. No, it's fine and dandy. But the Duke of Fluke is a flounder tournament that we that um that they have. But I've never fished in the Duke of Fluke. I got you because he has already has his team that he's been. This team has been together for like five years, six years. You know what I'm saying? You can't just get in there. But you know, for our for our dock, you know, I always you know fish with him for our you know for our marinas fishing tournament. Okay. Well, I get asked by you know another one of our dock mates, um, you know, if that I can come fish with. He asked me, all right, you know, I know you're not fishing with Tony. Why don't you come fish with me? So Sean's you know great guy. You know what I'm saying? The bad beagles, their boat. You know. Him, him and Kim asked me if I'll fish. I was like, of course I can. I can't fish with Tony. So Tony, um, he calls me yesterday morning, but my grandson had my phone and lost my phone. I finally get my phone back. I said he called me, so I call him back. And he said, oh, well, you going to fish with me? And I said, well, I've already made the commitment to fish with Shaunzi and, and, and Kim. Mm. And what happens? I get that. I get that in the, in the chat. I'm not loyal anymore. That's terrible, man. I couldn't uh, well, fish with him. Now I can't fish with him because one of his, one of his uh, fishermen can't fish with him. Now I'm not loyal because I didn't. I can't. I'm like I can't win for losing. Tell you, man, it's like oh. social media, man. You can't oh. win. I hear you. I hear you. All right, <laughs> so let's uh, let's step aside. Let let's get it back to the Eagles, as somebody once said. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I might know that guy, James right, Palmer right. Uh, from the NFL Network, is going to be joining us and. Uh, we're gonna hit. We're gonna run through all things Eagles, NFC East, NFC. Jalen Hurts, who we talked a lot about earlier. He's also stationed out of uh, out of Denver, so he's got a pretty good feel of what the what the sense is with Russell Wilson being out there with the uh, with the Bronx. So we'll talk about that as well. So don't go anywhere, guys. We got a lot more in store here on Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D Gun Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Let me tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Um, you got a home, you got a business, you got a property. You know the dangers, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property. Man, it is it is nasty stuff, but they can help you with it. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. I'd happen at my parents' house, older folks, bad water in their in their basement, and it was a mess. I call on a Saturday, and ProAction is over there in record time. They get over there. They clean it up. It's a reasonable price. My parents are thrilled. I'm thrilled. They are the best. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call at 610-623-3760-610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. That was abrupt. I thought we were all going to be singing in, in unison there. I don't know what happened. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Take. D-Gun, B-Brooks, Rob Ellis with me on this Monday. And uh, we go ahead, Derek. You all right? Are you, guys, are you guys in a good mood today? Yes. Good, Very much good, so. Good. good. I am too. Because I'm just well, I'm looking up and down social media. People have lost their doggone minds. You know, it's Monday. I just want to make sure we're all in. A good I, I think mood that today. applies to every day on social media. Where I'm in a happy place. Minds that were lost a long time ago. That's for sure. Well, people uh, will say mine, but eh, it's another story. Uh, yeah, good point. All right, we we spoke to our next guest. It was just before he was actually uh, in town covering the Eagles that week leading up to the draft. So it's been a minute since we talked to him, but he does an amazing job for the NFL Network. You follow him on Twitter as well at James Palmer TV. We welcome back to the program. James Palmer, what's happening, James? What's up, guys? Uh, what's Just, up, fella? Uh, how you doing, D-Gun? Living a dream, bro. Uh, Bear, how you doing? I'm good, guys. I'm just like, this is my last week of, like, doing what I like to do. Uh, and then it all ends, you know, on Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> where are you? Where are you going to be stationed? Where? So, what are you? I'm doing. A, I'm hosting a week of Good Morning Football. Uh, nice. Starting Monday through Friday of next week, and then I'll come back home, and then who knows? They haven't Remember. even told me where I'm starting yet. I'm assuming in Denver I'll start with Russ, and I'll be here with the Broncos because they've been irrelevant. Uh, since Peyton Manning retired, uh, and I've known that very well when I look at my Marriott points and my uh, miles uh, <laughs> right. because I don't spend much time here. Uh, so I might start off with them, but I usually hit guys probably on 10, 12 camps throughout training camp. Wow. This is my, probably my favorite time of the year. Like oh, I, I love yep. going camp to camp. I love the access, watching everything. They are very generous with us at NFL Network that we can. I can kind of go a lot of places on the field. 
uh, with some teams, which is nice. And obviously nobody's hiding a whole lot because they all think they're going to win and nobody's lost a game yet. So it's a great time to talk to people and get a little bit of what's battles are coming, you know, what what they really think uh, about the, uh, this past off season and what they want to accomplish in camp. I love camp. It's probably my favorite, favorite time of the year outside of the postseason. Dude, how many frequent flyer miles do you get a year? I got a lot. I know I'm somewhere. I mean, miles vary the gun because like, you know, I can do, it's weird. Like the year that, that Brady went to Tampa, I was going back and forth to Tampa like crazy. And that's, that's a long stretch. That other year when when Mahomes is on fire for his MVP year, I'm like, man, this stinks. Kansas City is like right next door. I'm not getting right. miles yeah, yeah. Uh, going you know, but going back down. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I'm usually around like 120, 130 Marriott nights a year, somewhere in Gosh. that, in that range. So the wife loves it with that direct to Kawhi from Denver. So there you go. Take advantage. <laughs> hey, hey, before we get to football, I gotta ask you a, 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 the most important question we will ask you in this segment. You've been you've been to St. Louis before, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've been, you obviously you've been to Kansas City. Oh yeah. Which ribs are better, Kansas City or St. Louis? Ah, uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna say this is a tough one, DF, because I like like I used to live in Houston, so like, right. my, and I used to live in Atlanta, so like yep. my barbecue taste buds are pretty decent. Everybody okay. does something decent. Like nobody should mess with tes- Texas brisket. Like that that that's alone on itself. That's right. That's right. Um, I'll take that. I'll say that. You're yeah. Right about that. I think that's what they do better than anybody else. I think Kansas City barbecue is a little <laughs> overrated. Personally. What? Oh, 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 okay. What? Just oh, Deacon is upset now. Just Get him off the show bit. right now. Get him off the show. <laughs> hello, hello, am I help you? <laughs> uh, so you would go slightly into St. Louis over uh, I Kansas think City? Slightly, oh, but yeah, I, yeah. but also I would say, like, I know better hole-in-the-wall spots in Kansas City than I do St. Louis because I've been there so much. Okay. So I, I think – like, like Q39 doesn't get enough love in Kansas City. That's I agree really 100%. I, I also agree with that. That's Gates a really, really good spot. Yeah. Hey, hello, my help you. As soon as you walk in, it's, it's a long, long line. They still, as soon as you walk in, hello, my help you. There's yeah, thousands of people in line. Yeah. I remember this. This is a total name drop, but it's hilarious. I was eating at Q39 with Willie McGinnis and Steve Smith. The three of us are out to dinner before a playoff game. And, like, people obviously want to keep coming up to, to guys. And you know Steve can be a bit. No. Right. He's, he's, he's like, not the guy when he's in mid-bite, I'm going to be interrupting. That's know. the thing. Somebody comes yeah. up and puts their hand on Steve's back. Ooh. Steve, a huge fan. I'd love a picture. He was just like mid-bite was like. Yeah. No, that's not the leave guy. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, see, that's Steve. And Steve loves the food here at Q39. Yes. Do not interrupt. Yeah. yeah. He is He is a non-mess with dude. Steve oh, Smith. Yeah. That big is time. for sure. Um, well, James, look, so we, we got a chance to talk to you about some of the things the Eagles were doing, what they we thought they may do in the draft. That you were you talked about Jordan Davis, I remember quite a bit when we when we talked mm-hmm. to you. Yep. You know, you look at it now in total, uh, Hassan Reddick, AJ Brown, Kazir White, the, the draft picks, you know, throwing James Bradbury into that mix. What's your sense of what just kind of the overall what they did this offseason? I think this is one of the better offseasons in football. And I think we put too much emphasis. Guys, on the first portion of free agency, those first couple of days, everybody right. kind of forgets that and, – and I'm trying to think who, who's really big on this. Uh, Chris Ballard's really big on this in, in Indianapolis. You build your team throughout the entire year, and, and everybody puts so much focus on the beginning of free agency and maybe the first two rounds of the draft. I mean, you look at James Bradbury, that wasn't day one of free agency. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, they took their time figuring out, like, Hassan Reddick's a good fit. 
Uh, I, I just think they went about it in a variety of ways. And that's usually when you have pretty good success, when you don't reach too much. And I don't, we can get into it. I don't think the AJ Brown contract is a, is a reach. I don't think the trade for him is a reach. I look at the way, you know, and everybody in Philly kind of knows him, the way Brett Veach built that offensive line two years ago in Kansas City. Like they had one free agent guy they wanted to go after and Joe Tooney. They went through a trade to get Orlando Brown and then they draft two other guys. My dog's going crazy. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Right. Hank, Hank the Tank, who's like a 110 pound chocolate lab. Is Hank the Tank. Yeah, right let's now. see. We got to see Hank. Yeah, yeah we Hank, come here. Let's see. Let's see if we can like move this camera to see Hank. There's a tail. I see the drum. Yeah, the, the drums drum. are here. Yeah. Hey, 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 James, don't yeah. don't worry about it because Barrett likes his little little Fifi walk across the screen on top of his desk. So <laughs> yeah, he's don't got worry like about a Paris it. Hilton kind of dog. Let me get Hank out. I think my wife came home and like Hank's like Hank's going crazy. Wild. All right. Um, and so I think I think guys, when you look at the way you build your team, and, and I'm always fascinated by how guys do it in the offseason. I, I think this offseason's been really good so far. And I don't think they're done. I don't think like certain guys like Howie. You know, it's their strength when they come from that side as opposed to the scouting side that they're always on the phone. You know what I mean? They're always looking. Yeah. And I think that's a strength of Howie's. And I think that's the strength of having the mindset that your your offseason's never finished. And I and I love what they've done. I've loved some of the patience that they've had. I love that Howie was aggressive at times and at the times it was too much mm-hmm. and didn't want to pull the trigger. And I, so I think the way he went about it and the pieces that they put in place, we can break down this defense like I don't know if Jonathan Gannon will be back there after this season because of how much the league loves him as a potential head coach, but he's got everything at his fingertips right now to make this defense play play pretty well, actually. But, but Jay, Jay, I'm glad you brought up his name, and, and I don't get it because after one season, he gets all these interviews, and, and I keep hearing his name as a hot commodity as a head coach. Why? I mean, I understand he was yeah. he had he had, he was deficient of talent with the Eagles. Maybe he couldn't do a lot of things he wanted to do with his defensive scheme. But why? Why does his name rise from the ashes all of a sudden within yeah, the Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And so what I've been told is, and like you, like the way Rob introduced me and in spending, I think, eight days in Philly leading into the draft and, and through yeah. the draft, anybody I talked to in the building that would like, you know, I was like living in that hut when nobody right. else was there. I was just upstairs alone for hours on end. So people would come in and uh, maybe they felt bad for me in the organization and say hello <laughs> because I'm there, I'm there from like morning to night. But like everybody I talked to was like, like, it's just a no brainer. Like people not even like in, in the football meat of it with the organization are like, this guy's a head coach. Like it, it's the way he carries himself, the way he connects with people, the energy he brings, um, kind of the forward-thinking vibe that he has. It, it, it's almost like – and I don't want to say they couldn't explain it. They did explain it pretty well, but they're just it's just a no-brainer to everybody I talked to in the building was like, yeah, like as how he put it, like we're renting him. Like I, they all believe wow. that this guy is somebody that is a future – and I know because he, he did an interview to Denver and Houston, two places I know pretty well. Right. He interviewed really, really well. Um, and he came across really well in his interviews. I think the job he did with the defense, and that's why I mentioned it, because I'm excited to see what happens this year. This was a group in the beginning of the year. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like I think Fletcher was even coming out kind of being like, eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, yeah. right, like yeah. guys are kind of, and then he he kind of just stuck with it. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a boring scheme to, to watch uh, in, in the way they play in, in that passive style. But if it works, it works. And I know the schedule was easier in the second half for sure. But but they definitely got better. And and I just 
everybody just loves, I don't know. I, I just love his vibe. It's, 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 I haven't spent a whole ton of time with him. I'm, I'm excited to hopefully this season. And like I mentioned during camp, but he is, he is no, no doubt one of the top names that's going to be out there in this hiring. Wow. Season. Yeah. I love how they drafted too, man. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you look at it, um, everybody that they brought in as far as free agent draft fits that three down either 30 or 50 front, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for them to go out and get, you know, Hassan Reddick, but then go out and get Kyron Johnson from KU, who is, who's essentially Hassan Reddick just getting to the league. You know, yeah, this guy, can yeah. rush the pack. he played a down lineman at times, also played linebacker mm-hmm. at times. He fits that scheme perfectly. Now you have a nose right over the top of, a, uh, of the center in Davis. You know, I, I think it's going to be more so a 30 front or a 50 front as opposed to four down again. And you have athletes like BG, Guys mm-hmm. like that who rush past from the outside, how is he going to incorporate those guys in the system? Oh, I've been told right, he's going to he's going to mix it up a lot. Like you're going to see different fronts. You're going to see times where it's going to be Hargraves, Fletcher, and 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 Jordan Davis all on the field at the same time. Like there's going to be different things they're going to play around with. And I think kind of I want to mention the point that you made with 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 that with that like you know you got a Hassan Reddick coming into the league. I think all the teams I go to and see all these guys come into the league and so many of them are talented. I think the situation you fall into is so important for your NFL career. You right. look at Jordan yep. Davis falling into an environment where he has mm-hmm. Hargraves and Cox to sit there and learn from. You yep. look at Cam Jurgens to sit there and learn from Kelsey. Like I think the Eagles did a great job, not just finding like, you know, what worked for what they want to do and in, in, in the draft and, and the players that they brought in, but so much of it is the environment that you fall into, right? Like, Brad, think of the beginning of your career. Like, who's there for me to get me through these first couple of years? Teach me how right. to be a pro. Teach me how to be that guy. It's so funny when certain guys that you think are going to have great success in this league and come into an environment that doesn't have that, they'll either struggle quickly or you don't see the player that we all thought they were going to be. Like, right. I think that's a really big part if you look at the way the Eagles drafted. And I, I think that's being overlooked a little bit for the situation that some of these guys are coming in. Not the offensive line, because you see that offensive line in Philly mm-hmm. that, that they keep running them through. Stoutland has those guys because they have people there. Yeah, and he's one of the best coaches the in the league, man. He right. really. Oh is. my goodness. Yeah, fortunately, I don't think he wants to be a head coach. So let's let's hope it stays that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or or a coordinator. Uh, yeah, so, it's like Bill Belichick being like Dante Starnikia, just stay here forever, please. Right. Like, and that's what happened. Yeah, very good comp. Uh, James is also a perfect guy to talk to because he's got the you know one eye on the national scene, but he's he's a Philly guy, so he knows what's going on with the Eagles. What's your sense here, James? In general, with we're looking at free agents, draft, and all that, kind of where they are right now. When it look when you're looking at the NFC East, we know the Cowboys won 12 games last year. Mm-hmm. I think Washington a lot is contingent upon what you get out of Carson Wentz, and there's always a lot going on around Washington. And then there's yep. the Giants kind of rebuilding this thing with Dable. What's your sense of, of the NFC East? Yeah, we'll just mention the Giants first. This is a rebuild. I think the world of Brian Dable. I, I like Mike Kafka a lot. Uh, I think he's been waiting for his turn. He'd been kind of blocked in Kansas City for a while. I'm gonna. It's interesting to see what they're going to do with Daniel Jones. But that's, I mean, that's not a contender for the NFC East by any means. I I think this is the most talent Carson Wentz has probably had around him in a long time. I mean, if you look at what Washington has, and I I love Terry McLaurin. If you use Curtis Samuel properly, like you saw a little bit in Carolina, he's like a Swiss army knife. It's it's pretty difficult Mm -hmm. uh, to cover. 
And then like J.D. McKissick and, and the other like three backs that you can give the football to, like they got pieces around him, I, I think. And I, that's why that's why I think this might be like the last chance for Carson, uh, because this is a decent group of skill guys that are that are around him. I think Washington's going to be pretty decent. I, I think the Eagles are the best team in the division, mainly because with Dallas, obviously, is their number one competition. I don't know how you lose Amari Cooper and get better. Like, I, I'm not sure how that makes your team better. Uh, I, everybody's saying like, you know, CeeDee Lamb's going to step up into that role and, and maybe he will, but I just think Amari's a really good player to lose. I think the offensive line's got health questions, depth questions. I think that's a spot where the Eagles are hands down, you know, the best team in, in the division in terms of their offensive line. I, I think the Eagles should win the division. And, and when you look at the, the NFC, I mean, like, I, I think Green Bay is obviously up there. Tampa's up there. I, I think New Orleans, if Jameis plays well, is going to be a really good team. I mean, mm-hmm. you have you have really good pass catchers around him with a, with one of the better defenses in football, with Tyron Matthew then joining that group, with Demario Davis, who I think is so underrated, uh, entire that defense. So I, I think you could put him in that group that if Jalen and we can break his offseason down, if he takes a big step, this is this is one of the better teams on paper right now, and if Jalen takes a step could be during the season one of the better teams in the nfc mm. yeah it's it, 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 the interesting thing about new orleans i'll get back to the eagles in a second but is they kept the continuity too with dennis allen there yeah. you know i know it, it's a big difference with sean payton not being there i get it they're like washington in a sense that they are really talented man mm-hmm. and you know well, i guess you could say it's about every team if the quarterback steps up they're going to be they're going to be tough i you know it's it's weird the nfc's got a lot of good teams but i don't know it feels like the the dominance is on the other side in the afc like it's yeah. doable this this conference is very doable in general but uh, well we we've talked a lot about jalen hurts and gutter caused a little firestorm last week that uh, we've been talking about quite a bit he's a troublemaker you know that james yeah um, he's, he's like woody woodpecker he's an instigator hey yes he is an instigator <laughs> He's like Woody Woodpecker. Oh, I'm going to use that. Um, uh, what's your vibe here? Just what your eyeballs are telling you, what you're hearing, you know, as with him going into this season. I'll be honest, Rob, it's it's changed in my perspective. I, I did Jalen's Pro Day uh, at Oklahoma, okay. and I was there. And there were plenty of, of NFL people that attended that Pro Day that were like, eh, huh. mm. I mean, not wild at the pro day by any means. Um, and there were so, plenty of guys I talked to that were like quarter, quarterback evaluators that I trust in the league were like, I don't see it. I don't see it. The people in the Eagles building, I don't know if they're blinded by the way Jalen carries himself or they're genuinely seeing it. But I, I, I'd like your guys' opinion. I think they wholeheartedly believe he has the ability to be the guy. Um, whether they're just telling us that, but I think they do believe that. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. One, his mm-hmm. work ethic is ridiculous. And, yep. and the way he carries himself is is remarkable as a leader. Uh, Lane Johnson was on on with us on, on uh, NFL Network last week just raving about the way Jalen carries himself. And, and all that stuff is true. And I talked to plenty of people at Oklahoma that were feeling the same way. I think they look at the strides he made from the beginning of the season to the end of the season going, if he works like this and he has growth like this again, this is something that we, we may really have here. And mainly because also like he's never had the same guy calling plays in the same offense since high mm-hmm. school and back to back years. So like you look at guys that have had that continuity. I don't know if we see the same Josh Allen right now, if he didn't have Brian Dayball right there mm-hmm. with him throughout his entire career. I, I remember I mean, yep. it was, it was right up the road. 
And John Elway didn't even attend his pro day. The Broncos mm-hmm. sent one person to Wyoming. It's a drive for them. Is that Every right? Had to fly. Broncos sent the area scout to wow. Josh Allen's pro day. That's it. The guy who's there with him and already knows him, which is funny. With all the quarterback issues they've had. They, they were picking five. That's crazy. They were picking five at that year. I didn't know they that. Didn't That's wow. They didn't even go. And so my point is, like, if you have, you know, ability, and Jalen definitely has ability, um, and you get put in a situation that, that, that breeds for success and you have the work ethic because Brandon Beans told me a number of times, listen, it was the situation, it was Brian, but it was mostly Josh that put in the work to get to where he's at. And Jalen has that. Everything I've been told this offseason is the accuracy has taken a step forward with the improved footwork, the improved release that he's been doing this offseason that he's been working on in California. And I just think the two things that everybody's curious about are the accuracy and the decision-making. We know he can create. We know he has arm strength. I, I think the decision-making is something that, if you listen to him talk, Nick Sirianni seems a little bit patient with. Like, he thinks it will come in time. He's a he's a big proponent of the more you see it, the more you're in it, the better your decision-making is going to get. There is that thought, and there is plenty of people in the league that are like, eh, either you can kind of do it or you can't. You either process quickly or you don't process quickly. You can speed it up a little bit. But I think they they really think a lot of Jalen Hurts, and I think the A.J. Brown move with a great offensive line, I think his three pass catchers could be in the top half. of. I mean, like, let's let's go through it. Like, like I look at the Raiders and go, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams. That's just nasty. Built, nasty. Right, mm-hmm. as your three pass catchers. You look at A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams in his second year, who almost had 1,000 yards his rookie season, and Dallas Goddard, who, if you talk to the right people, they'll be like, he's one of the best tight ends in football. Mm-hmm. Nobody has noticed. Yeah. Uh, and Zach had a big thing to do with that, obviously, in the yeah. first part. That's a really good group of three to have that play the position differently, too, which everybody talks about. You know, you have this basketball team at the receiver position. That's a phase that's thrown around a lot. Those guys are all built differently. They, 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 can, they can impact the defense at different levels. I think he's set up to succeed, and I think Howie's done a really great job of going, we're going to find out this year if he's the guy or not, because if he's the mm-hmm. guy, great. If he's not, we didn't give up our first-round picks next year either. Yep. You like Steichen, though? I mean, Steichen took over, you know, play-calling duties, they say, halfway through the season, and halfway just happened to be the time when he started running the ball and start personalizing the offense around the people he has inside the offensive meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. Do you think Steichen takes a step forward also? I think you always take a step forward, Bear, when you know when you know your quarterback. And I think they got a chance to know their quarterback. Like if you look at the first half of the year when they were throwing a little bit more, a lot, bit, a lot more, he was like towards the bottom of the league and everything. I think it makes him a better passer once they figured out how to run the football and and focus on the run. And then I think they had a better understanding of how Jalen works. And then I think that always makes your offense better. That's why we're always talking about the continuity factor and the more years you're in the same system, more years of the same play caller. Obviously, you know the, the system really well, but they know what makes you work really, really well. And it seems like they found that out. It's a small sample size, but I feel like they, they found that out a little bit. And I think we're going to find that out probably in the early portion of this year, whether they're growing on that or, or they didn't find exactly what they were looking at. This Eagles organization, I'm sorry, this Eagles organization is doing exactly what you're supposed to do when it comes to a, a quarterback that mm-hmm. entails a lot of question marks around it. Uh, they're rallying around him, and rightfully so. They're giving him every opportunity to succeed. They've improved the product around him in general. Mm-hmm. But the word if, which is a very simple word, can sometimes be the biggest word in a dictionary. And there's a lot of ifs surrounding Jalen Hurts right now. We've seen a small sample of what he can and cannot do or what we think he can and cannot do. 
Now the stage is on him. He is prime as center at the forefront of the stage for this organization in 2022. We, we've talked about it. You just mentioned it. For 24 years of age, he handles himself well beyond his years in terms of poise, mm-hmm. calmness. He's like a consummate poker player. You don't know really what he's thinking. You can't get under his skin. Um, he's put into work, and he will continue to put into work. Now we will find out, not in training camp, not in preseason games, but when the bullets fly for real, if all of this effort pays off. That's that's the only true test, the true measuring stick we're going to have is when the bullets start flying for real, Yep. when, when everybody starts playing games against him defensively, if he's got that it factor. you know. So we can sit here and speculate all we want. I've done it. We all do it. We can speculate the pros and cons all we want, but we're not going to find out until we get a full 17-game sample in 2022. For sure. I, I totally agree with you. And and that's why the Eagles are in, I was talking, I was at a family function yesterday and I was talking to my mother-in-law about it going like, it's, it's such a difficult world. If you mm-hmm. don't have one of those 10 best quarterbacks, mm-hmm. ESPN came out with it today. If you don't have one of those 10 top quarterbacks, right. it's actually a tougher sled if you're in the middle of the pack than if you're at the bottom. Cause if you're at the yep. bottom, you know, you need a new quarterback. Yep. If you're in that, you know, if you're Cincinnati and you have Andy Dalton for all those years, you're like, well, Andy's good, but like, I know he's probably not going to win as the Super Bowl. but if yep. we get rid of him, I don't know who we're going to get that we know is better. And that's such a tough spot to be in because I do think for his whole career, however it goes, Jalen is going to be considered as a guy, whether in his future he is a superstar, and that's possible, franchise quarterback, or a backup. Like There's Mm -hmm. always going to be the thought that Jalen Hurts can win me some football games. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always going to be the case. Even if his career goes sideways and he's a backup, Like I think he's going to be a valuable player to have on your roster because he's going to win you five games if your starter's out. And so it's kind of a weird spot to be in if you're the Eagles. Like He's always going to give you a chance to win. Like Break down, a run. And I mean, I looked at a stat that we were given. There were three quarterbacks last year that had – 40 or more completions over 20 yards and 20 runs of 10 or more yards. It was Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah, He'll find ways to be successful is my point, but is he that guy? Like, that's, that's going to be a really tough evaluation because in this conversation I was having with my mother, I was like, nobody is patient, specifically in the NFL. By the way, I love that your mother-in-law is like what's like. Yeah, she's the biggest like football fan. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, monster football fan. Yeah. She's breaking all this. She's she was like grilling me that if they didn't change, if they didn't fire Vic Fangio in Denver, would they have been able to get Russell Wilson? Wow. Like, and I was like, wow, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it, it's so it, that's that's the point of it. Like, he's he's gonna win you games. Can you be patient enough that it that that spot is there like we've kind of talked about Josh Allen a lot in this like I remember Brandon Bean telling me like nobody in America's patient nobody in the NFL is patient right coolers were extremely patient with us and Josh and letting this thing grow and look what's happened I mean right now if you go to Vegas he's the odds on favorite to win the MVP mm. when he completed mm. like 50 percent of his passes his rookie year like do you do that with Jalen if you see it you got to see it though and I don't that's not my job thankfully yeah. Because how he has to make that decision on whether they do see it happening each year 
if they see a big step this year, I would stick with them, wouldn't you? Like, I yes. mean, absolutely. absolutely. And you're sitting there with two first round picks you could use on other areas to help yep. yourself. Absolutely. That, that's that $40 million price tag sitting right there, James. And yep. when, you, when you got that $40 million that's just right there, you can't make all the moves that they just made. They made all the moves because they yep. have a rookie quarter, a rookie mm-hmm. contract that they're working with. So, yeah. You look at what they built around Russ. Like, right. What was in Seattle around Russell Wilson on that release of boom? Yep. And there were some, there's, I think there's similarities, but the they play. If you look at the early portion of Russ's career, like yep. he would take off for those 10 yards and get out of bounds and, and always be dangerous with, with his legs. And they both throw a pretty good deep ball, actually. I think Russ's mm-hmm. deep ball is ridiculous, but they both throw a good deep ball. And, and, and if you got a great group around him with that salary, you can, you can make some moves. And then they've started doing that. And if this turns out to be, you know, to be legit. It's gonna, they're going to be a scary team. Hey, James, on a national platform, how do you think this Deshaun Watson fiasco plays out? Yeah, good word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fiasco is right. Um, it's, you know, today is the 11th. Today is the f- earliest we may hear. I don't think it's going to happen today, but we right. may hear what, what Sue Robinson thinks. Um, here's the deal. As long as it's not uh, no punishment, which we're none of us are assuming he's going to get nothing, um, both parties can appeal. So uh, yeah, you're almost in camp. We're in camp and, and, you know, a week. Exactly. And yeah. so, I mean, keep your eye. They've talked to the Niners. The Browns have talked to the 49ers about Jimmy Garoppolo. Whoa. If it's a full year suspension, maybe those conversations go further because they like the idea of Jacoby Brissett on like a 10 game or under suspension. And I'd say two months ago in league circles, it was, probably a 10 game suspension. We know that the league is pushing for a, a full year um, and then reevaluate. Um, I find it interesting that a lot of stuff is leaked out. A thought would be that stuff is leaking out because the league is not happy with the direction that Sue Robinson is leaning. So we might as well get information out there that uh, is like, we really want a full season suspension. If they were thinking mm-hmm. she's going to go full year, why would anything come out? Mm-hmm. Um, I find that a little bit interesting. Um, but again, it, whatever the suspension is, both sides have the, the option to appeal and probably will, uh, unless it's, you know, there's no, there's no suspension by any means. It is probably the most fascinating thing we've seen in the NFL for some time. Um, on the football field, he's incredible off the field. It has been, uh, one thing after another that is just major, really probably never look at him the same again. Well right. said. Well said. Mm-hmm. You're appealing to the same people, though, man. You're appealing to the same people to give it to you. That's that's the only thing I've, I've you know, that I've done. It doesn't make make sense to me. You it's know? A, yeah, exactly. 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 Barry. And that's the point. Like, that's a really good thing to bring up because, like, this is the first major case we're hearing in the new CBA where an independent evaluator uh, or moderator or however you want to say it is making the call. Right? It was Roger Goodell making the calls on these previous things, like you know, Deflate Gate and, and and things like that. Well, what are we showing, you know, as as a league, if all of a sudden we, we've switched to this, this is something the NFLPA has agreed upon, this is something the league has agreed upon, she comes up with what she believes is the proper punishment, and then the NFL goes, well, we're going to appeal that, we don't like that, let's let's just try to get it back to where we wanted it. Well, it's like, well, then why'd you set this up in the first Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, yep. So I think yep. that's why it's a really, really, you know, for the context of it, obviously all eyes are on it. But also for future cases in the league, there's a lot of eyes on it too on how the league's going to handle things 
off the field with with conduct that's you know uh, inappropriate to what the the league standard uh, is or however they they stated in the in the CBA. Uh, James, mm. before we let you get we get you out of here, I got to ask you. I know you're a big Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. Harden taking less money. What do you think? I mean, I think I don't know if we talked about it last time I was on here. I hope you guys know how I feel about James Harden. I don't think there's anything left in the tank. I didn't <laughs> like him when I was in Houston. I don't like his style of basketball. I was l- lied to in the first couple of weeks he arrived to the Sixers. <laughs> as his, as, as his how, do you, how do you really feel? Um, you know, so I mean, I just God, I, I I did not watch any more of the playoffs after the Sixers were eliminated. Oh I was man, devastated. Wow. Um, like. I don't know. It was it was like uh, I'm trying to compare because it's happened in other sports where it's like a desperate reach and then you get the guy and you go, Ugh. oh, it's like when Chris Weber came. Remember? Yeah. I was like, yep. like, oh, oh, yes. oh my goodness. Oh, my finally has some help. Oh, and then we're yep. like, oh, we got a shell of Chris Weber. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you can line up. You can line up like follow the guys that try to put with AI. Oh, they, there was there was oh. Matt, Matt Harpering. I mean, we could go on and on and on. man. Forever. It was, it was like, bad. Yeah, it forever. Was bad. So, yeah, I mean, like, listen, I, I we need better pieces. Uh, obviously, uh, Matisse didn't. I, I thought he was going to take a step this year. Yeah. From what I saw in the, you know, what I saw last year, mm-hmm. I didn't really step the wrong it. way, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I, no, you're keeping it real. You're not. Yeah, as, you're, I'm keeping not, it real. I'm keeping it really upset. Is what I'm keeping. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. So this, uh, so not this week, but next, right? We'll catch you. Uh, hosting Good morning football. Good morning football. Okay. Yeah, and we just announced our new permanent host today uh, of Good Morning Football, replacing Kay Adams, Jamie, Jamie Erdahl. Erdahl, right? Yeah, Jamie Erdahl. Just, just announced today. Where's, Ken, where's really Kane going? going? Uh, we can talk afterwards, Gunner. Okay. I, I, right. I, okay. I don't know. All right. Okay. Yeah, he, know, he knows. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. Check out James on Twitter at James Palmer TV. Of course, the NFL Network, and then coming up uh, a week from today on Good Morning Football, which is a phenomenal show. It. Love yeah. that show. So uh, looking forward to it. James, we appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking. Always. Yeah, guys. Love it. Love it. And I'll be on all week. Garofolo is going to be on with me, too. So they got two Philly guys that are like back their Phillies talk. uh, I like it. (laughs) On that show. I like it. James, listen, man. All the best. Thanks for taking it. Yeah, you guys too, man. Love chatting with you. Thank you, man. Be good. It's yep. James Palmer, James Philly guy. You know, his dad, Scott, was uh, with Channel Channel 6 forever. And then, of course, he does an unbelievable job with the Phillies as well. James, uh, an all-around good dude, man. All right, let's let's uh, let's get a quick timeout, guys. We'll get uh, caught back up. We're going to roll, keep rolling with the Eagles and discuss the really tricky parts of their schedule. There's two stretches in particular that are really challenging for this schedule, which we'll dive into when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn. Uh, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I am thrilled to let you know about a new sponsor to the program, and that is Razor Technology. Now, here's the deal. You know this. In the middle of an emergency, it is not the right time. In fact, it's the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing up back line, uh, bringing back up online and reauthorizing users all takes a lot of time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business can be exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today, 866 
877-797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That is razor-tech.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take on this Monday, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hanging. Good to see everybody. Uh, hit that hit that like button, folks. We appreciate it. Appreciate everybody streaming, everybody listening, everybody in the comment section. You guys are the best. We do appreciate it. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm, we were digging into the Eagles schedule. We didn't really ch- get a chance to get to this um, last week, but just kind of staying on the Eagles theme here, guys. I think there's two stretches that are really challenging. And you guys tell me if, if you disagree here um, when it comes to the 2022 season, which I think overall generally is a, is a pretty favorable schedule, to say the least. But I think there's two stretches. One is weeks five through eight, and the other is 10 through 13. So let me walk you through five through eight. 
They go to Arizona on week five. Then they have Dallas at home. It's a Sunday night game, week six. They're off week seven, which is nice. You know, you get the bye week. And then it's Pittsburgh here who, while they may not be a great team and there's questions about the quarterback, you know just just how tough they are defensively and what kind of physical price that you pay. So that's one. Then uh, you fast forward here to to the other part that I think is, is pretty challenging here. And that's weeks 10 through 13. So they're home for Washington at Indy. Then they take on Green Bay, then Tennessee. That, that, that's two tough stretches there. You guys, let, let's start with the first one here, um, where it's Arizona, Dallas, and Pittsburgh in terms of difficulty and, and you know, landmines you got to sort of avoid. I, I, I look at it, and you're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And if they've taken a step in the right direction, there are a couple of teams, you know, they, that list that they should beat. And um, Dallas is one of them. They should beat Dallas. It's a uh, night game. Especially at home. Especially at home. Yep. And it's a night game. And, you know, if there's there's any game that this Eagles team need to go into, it's this game with the, all right, we're the better team. We need to beat Dallas. We need everybody to be looking at us beat Dallas. Establishing our dominance, not just in the division, but in the conference. You know, the, the Eagles should be a team the teams should be looking at like, all right, these guys are pretty good. And I think this will be going, this will be one of the things to, to put them in a position where, all right, they are a team that needs to be looked at and, 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 and you know, in so many instances, feared by beating a Dallas that, you know, supposed to be even as far as, you know, contenders for the division. And look, it's been a long time, right? I mean, it, it feels like Dallas has dominated them for a while here. Um, you know, in some really ugly ways too. And if you want to start to reestablish who you are, it, you know, the first step there is is winning at home. I think last game, the last game is going to be going to be really, really tough, Barrett, when they face them later in the year. Yep, it's in the stretch of three straight road games, which we we'll get into that stretch too. But they close out the Christmas Eve at Dallas after being at New York, at Chicago, and then at Dallas. But Derek, go ahead. All three games are winnable. Um, the one thing that worries me is that Arizona is a first-half team. Yep. They they play like a Super Bowl contender the first half of the season, but they're going to play it without DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Um, will, will Kyler Murray get his money by then? If not, how much of that will affect him on the football field? Okay. Dallas is going to be an interesting game, but the good thing is that game is in here. It's here in Philadelphia. I look at Pittsburgh, and Mitchell Trubisky does not scare me one iota. You know, coming into Philadelphia, quarterback in that Pittsburgh team. Now, Eagles offense are going to know they've been in a game because a Mike Tomlin defense is going to be ready to play, but a Mike Tomlin defense is not going to be putting the points on the board as that Pittsburgh offense. I don't know if the Pittsburgh offense, as we look at it right now, can put enough points on the board to come in here and beat this Eagles team with Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback, or if Kenny that is Pickett. the case, or Kenny yeah. Pickett, if that is the case. Um so those are those are winnable games, and plus you get to catch your breath after the Arizona Dallas games before you take on Pittsburgh anyway. So those are winnable games. I don't know if they're going to win all three, obviously, but I think they can win two out of three of those games. Yeah, look, I would look to me if I look at that first stretch, and we'll we'll tackle the other two in a, in a second. 
I think going to Arizona, even without Hopkins, is going to be a challenge for a couple of reasons you laid out. A, they're a pretty good team. B, they are generally better early. Right. I think you absolutely should win at home against Dallas uh, in, in that spot. That's going to be – I mean, by that point, it's week six. We're, we're going to start to have an idea of what these teams look like, right, at that yes, point. Right. A much yes. better idea of identities and whatnot. Right. Um, so if you want to be you know, considered legit in the division, in the conference, that's a game you got to win. Then you get, an, you get the advantage of having an off week, too going into the game against Pittsburgh, which is also a home game. So you're playing Sunday night home, don't have to go anywhere, can just chill, still home for that other game. Uh, to me, if you don't take two out of three, they're not who we thought they were going to be. Exactly. You're right. You know, you're right. In, in that stretch. Well, you so know, that's it. Yeah, go ahead, Barry. No, I mean, you can go ahead and finish. I was going to – No, I'm done on that. I was just – I was going to dive into the other one, but go ahead if you want yeah. to – You know, just yeah. looking at um, Arizona – Um. Without Hop there, you know, they, they're – of course they're going to play. Uh, the offensive side of the ball is, is not going to be well. But, you know, it's, it's Zach Ertz want to play against his old team. Um, you know, they're, they're going to want to establish the run with, with, with Connor. But their defense, man, their defense is pretty good. Um, oh, their defense is good. Yeah, right. it's underrated. You yeah, know I mean, J.J. Watt, uh, presumably he'll be healthy. Mm-hmm. Marcus Golden can rush the passer. Um, Isaiah Simmons is that jack of all trade. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. He can rush the passer. They can use him to blitz. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, it's going to be one of the tougher games. You know, Buda Baker on the, um, at safety. This will be a, the biggest challenge they have as far as an offense. That um, you know, we're going to see it'll be a, it'll be an accurate barometer on where they are offensively. Yeah, especially for the quarterback. No, it's a, it's a really good point, you know, and, and it, you know, it challenged to go East coast to West coast or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's, there's definitely, you know, a lot to be said about that game for sure. Um, and they did lose Chandler Jones, which is a, which is a, you know, a, a big loss. And Jordan um, Hicks, of course. And Jordan Hicks. Yeah. yeah they, so they lost some, they lost some pieces. All right. So let's go to that next stretch then um, the stretch. And this goes week, essentially week 10 up until week 13. So you go Washington home, at the Colts, Green Bay home, Tennessee home. Um, you know, again, if you want to establish yourself in the division, you win divisional home games. Carson Wentz coming back here. There's going to be a lot of interesting storylines. It'll be the second time they played Carson Wentz by then because the Eagles also played him in week three. So Wentz coming here. Then you go to Frank Reich. Then you got Rodgers, who notoriously shreds the Eagles uh, throughout his career, certainly of late. Uh, and then it's Tennessee, which is never easy. Look, not, you know, a team that won 12 games last year that never gets talked about. So, Gunner, that stretch is really challenging, man. Um, I look at that matchup against Washington, and that's going to be a big one uh, against Washington. Again, I'm glad it's in Philadelphia and, and not Washington. Of course, just a rematch uh, because they do go to Washington the third game of the season. Um, you know, what? who is Carson Wentz? Who is the 20, 2022 version of? of Carson Wentz. Antonio Gibson, their, their running game took a big hit last year because Antonio Gibson went down with an injury. If you keep him and J.D. McKissick healthy, that's a great one-two punch. I think it's one of the more underrated one-two punches in all of pro football uh, because you have the power back who can also break it off, and you got the little scat back in McKissick as well um, who can, who can flat, out, flat out fly in open space. And then you got those three wide receivers now going up against uh, the Eagles secondary. Um Dawson would have a few games under his belt, you know, by then. So, you know, um, and that defense, the Eagles defense, the, the, the Washington Commanders defense, 
that that could be one of those close games. They always play rugged games, and that could be one of those real rugged games. I'm look. I can't wait to see the Colts' running game with Jonathan Taylor against this Eagles' defensive mm. front as well. That's going to be a huge matchup, you know, because Jonathan Taylor is going to get his carries, and will he deviate from that now that you have Matt Ryan quarterback in your team? It's going to be interesting to see. And, what and there's some in-house knowledge with, yeah. you, you know, with all yeah. the former yeah. Eagle. Absolutely. Yeah. Green Bay. I wish they were getting Green Bay much earlier in the season because by the time they get to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers and that this new revamped receiving core will figure have it all figured out by them. And you're right, Rob. You know, Eagles have, have beaten Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers puts up great numbers against an Eagles defense. And now that he's got a bunch of young, hungry kids and Randall Cobb in there and that, and that, that running game they have as well. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a huge game. Can the Eagles defense control Aaron Rodgers and uh, Ryan Tannehill? I'm not worried about Ryan Tannehill, especially now that AJ Brown is in an Eagles uniform. And that's gonna be a huge. Eight. I don't care what AJ tells you. It's not just another game. There was some sore spots there because he said he wanted to stay in Tennessee. They didn't want to pay him the money, so he went mm-hmm. elsewhere. So that's gonna be a sore spot. He's gonna to want to put on a show um, against his former team in that game. Uh, at the very minimum, the Eagles have to come out two and two in those games. Very minimum. Yeah, yeah, I, I would concur with that. I mean, I, I look at it and I think you should win at Washington. You should win at home against Tennessee, or win at home against Washington. You should win at home against Tennessee. Uh, Green Bay. I can't say I have confidence in that game, and I can't say I have confidence in the Colts game. I, yeah. I, I think it is a two and two, and if that's what it is, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because then you're going to get the Giants, even though it's there. The Bears, yep. even though it's there, but but this does present a challenge here, guys, because it's three straight road games. Now, granted, one of them is New York, which is not a terrible travel situation. Right. But you're at New York, at Chicago, at Dallas. Then you get New Orleans after that. So really, I mean, that four game stretch. Although you do have the Bears and the Giants, who I don't think are going to be good, it's still three straight on the road, and then home to New Orleans. That's a not an easy one either. Yeah, you got a couple of good tune-ups against the, the Giants and the Bears, you know, because I think they're going to be bottom feeders the whole season. You know, obviously at some point you know they're going to play better football, but I still think they're going to lose way more games than they win. That's a great tune-up for that rematch against the Cowboys, and that game against the Cowboys could be for the division title yep. at that point. Even with two games left in the season after that, that game could be for the division title. And, of course, you know, um, New Orleans is one of those teams I'm really looking forward to watching to see – what kind of teams New Orleans has if Jameis Winston stays healthy with that team? Because they are very talented across the board in so many other areas. You know, are they a legit threat to Tampa Bay's uh, reign in the NFC South? Or are they just a good team that's playing second fiddle to Tampa Bay? Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, so they've got some interesting games. But the thing I like about the Eagles' schedule, you know, we talk about the tough games that they have. But those games are surrounded by a couple of games we expect them to win. Now, Jacksonville, we didn't even talk about Jacksonville. I expect Jacksonville to be an interesting game because Trevor Lawrence is in his second year. Doug Peterson is coaching that team now. He's good with young quarterbacks. And Jacksonville spent a lot of money in free agency to make that team better. Yeah, and I look, I don't know how much this plays into it ultimately once the game gets started, but you know that's a game that means a lot to Doug Peterson. You know, as, as much as Absolutely. he's taken the high road and, and all that, he didn't like the way things played out, man. He didn't like being paraded out there for that press conference and then getting Absolutely. canned after that. 
Right. You know, he's going to have these guys ready to go. I, I don't care what anybody says in that game. Even though they may not have the talent, they're going to be yeah. rolling that, that yep. Jacksonville yep. team. Absolutely. Well, I, I said before that um, we're probably going to split against the Commanders. I think um, that third game, I, I, I kind of said that they were going to – no, I did say that they were going to lose that game uh, in Washington. But I think they come back and, and they probably establish themselves as one of the better teams and then play them again, and uh, they're going to beat up on them pretty bad. Eagles against the Colts is going to be a good game. They're going to be in Indianapolis. And this will like this will be one of those games where you know you got two great offensive lines playing against these defenses. Right. And right, like right. a better defense, you know, is good probably, you know, usually going to win this game. Um of course, you know, the Colts defense is a little better. So it's going to be hard for me to say and root um root against the Colts as far as winning this game. And they got stability at the quarterback position. They already know they can run the rock. Yep. So, you know, it, it'll be it's going to be a tough game to go into Indianapolis and beat them. Then I they get, have the Packers at home. Right. I, I I really think that they beat they beat the Packers. I think A-Rod is in a position where he's, like you said, he's, he's throwing to younger wide receivers. Yeah. Um, that offensive line, you know, it, it's it's been pretty good. But I think they're starting to now, you know, A-Rod might be coming, becoming human again. You know what I'm saying? He he might be brought down to earth because he doesn't have that that great receiver that he had before. He's trying to make guys great at this point. So I think they sneak up on him and they run the ball against that defense. If they can establish a run, run the ball consistently against that defense, they can beat the Packers. The Titans, you know, this this will be a this will be really the biggest um the biggest stance. Let's see what Davis is gonna do. Can he mm-hmm. stop the run? Can he be in the middle of that defense? You just allocate him in there. That way you don't have to r- play run blitzes. Yeah, and, great uh, point. You know, and, and, you know, do his thing on first and second down so it could be third and long. You know, and I, I, I think our defensive secondary can handle Tannehill and this throwing the ball. You know, so uh, the Giants will be a pushover this year. So, I mean, then they'll go bet the Bears will be a pushover this year. But like you said, going into, you know, Christmas Eve, Dallas – at Dallas, this will be the game, man. It's probably going to, you know, be the could division be the division. Winner. Yeah, that could be yeah. the division right there. There's division no winner right here. Yep. See, I'm not going to use the term lame duck when it comes to the Giants because if you if you look at what happened last year against the Giants, the Giants obviously were inferior to that Eagles team, and they played them tough both games. That, I think they have a better coaching staff this year. I'm not saying that equates to more wins, but I think they're going to be more unpredictable in terms of how they run their offensive stuff because of what we've seen of Debo run the offense in they Buffalo. Flashy. <laughs> yeah, they're horrible. So, you know, they've got a good group of receivers. Can Daniel Jones get them the ball? Can they keep Saquon Bar- Barkley healthy? If they can keep Barkley healthy, you know, because Barkley is not just – when Barkley is healthy, Barkley is not just an average running back. He is a back with power and speed. And like I told you guys last week, I had to laugh when Malcolm Jenkins told me, he said, I tried to square up in this guy. I couldn't even get my hand around his thighs. His legs were so big. So he's not going to go. So, you know, I, I I think those are going to be competitive games. I don't think the Giants will beat them, but I don't think it's going to be a walkover against the Giants. By the way, Gunnar, when you, when you're, when they're drilling, you know what it sounds yeah. like? It sounds like What's a drum that? roll. It sounds like drum roll, please. Yeah. I told you, yeah, I told you. It sounds like. They're moving down the house and they're doing the shutters, the upper shutters. They're moving down the house. So what happened was I had to go outside during a break, and then one of the workers told me, he said, we got a slight problem. So what's the problem? He said, did you know that uh, six of your shutters, the six shutters on the bottom, are bigger than the 
There's a total, so eight shutters on the top. I said, what? So I bought 14 of the same size shutters. So after the show, I got to go back to Home Depot, take X amount of shutters back and get the right shutters for them to put on the bottom. So they'll put those on tomorrow, which is not bad because you hear all that drilling noise from the bottom. But like I told you before the show is over, they're, moved, they're closer to the, my window now here in my bedroom. So you're going to have to put up with this for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Right, let me ask you guys, as far as our, I just piqued my curiosity when you're talking about the Packers. Rodgers at this point in his career isn't exactly a patient dude. Is not afraid to call a teammate out or, right. you know, whatever. If his young dudes are struggling, do you, I mean, is this going to play well? I know he just got paid, but I don't see that. I don't know if I see patient mentor Aaron Rodgers uh, coming out of this, especially in, in, in middle, you know, in a fourth quarter in a big spot or like, you know, 12 games into the season. Now the only guy he won't yell at is his boy Randall Cobb. Yeah, yes, he loves Cobb. Yeah. The rest Watkins of them, also. Watkins also. No, he'll yeah. he'll get on Watkins because he wants to make him better. Mm-hmm. So he'll he'll get on Watkins, you know. And basically, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm having a meeting with the receivers outside of Randall Cobb, and I'm telling him, even Alan Lazard, who had the nerve to talk about holding out of many training camp, they finally paid him. Didn't give a lot of money, but paid him decent money. I'm saying, you know what? You want to be the next Devontae Adams? Catch the football. Go watch the film. <laughs> Study the film. Look at what made Devontae Adams a $141 million receiver. No matter where the ball was, that dude very seldom dropped the ball. He could be down on his ankles. He's picking it up off his shoe top. So if you want to be the next Devontae Adams, when I come your way, number one, get separation. Number two, catch the ball. Because if not, I'm not coming back to you again. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. These kids are hungry, man. These young kids, they, have not, they want to make a name for themselves. They want to get paid also. Because you don't know how long your career is going to be. Catch the football. Well, Tristan, and, Tristan Watkins, man. Tristan Watkins? Yeah, that kid. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, North Dakota State kid. Yes. You're 6'5", running a 4'340"? Yes, yes. Jeez. Every bit of 6'5", too. He's he's slim, though, but, yeah, man, returner also, man. You know, so I think I said I did the um, the semis for, you know, the CF um, college football. FBS? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. And he was. <laughs> Don't put man. him back on return. Do not put him back on return. He was a weapon, man. He was a weapon. I, I know, but see, when you got a long body like that, Barry, that's more of a target space to hit. Mm-hmm. When you look, you look at some of the better re- the return guys. They're like six, six one, five ten. You know what? Low center of gravity, get behind those big blockers, and they can make their cuts like that. You don't want to put a tree, you know, out there <laughs> and, to get and chopped down, especially if he's slight of build. I want him yes. trying to catch the ball and, and putting the ball in the end zone. I don't care about him returning punts. He he looks uh, and again understand the level of competition, but he he that dude's got a lot of talent. Like there's sure. a lot there, hands and wheels and size. But we'll see if he can do it in you know in the, at that level. But uh, that's sure. made historically, that's what they've done. They've taken receivers not in the first round, second through fifth or sixth round, and they turn them into Pro Bowlers. Yeah. Of course, it helps when you've got two quarterbacks, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, throwing you the football. Great point. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, uh, Donald Driver. Donald, Donald Driver came. Oh my goodness, Are you kidding? Came me? from nowhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah, a lot of Jordy, dudes got Jordy paid. Nelson, Jordy Nelson got paid. Yeah, Jordy Nelson, you're yeah, right. Think about yeah. that. All these guys are green. He did come from a great school, though. That's how you that's right. How dare yeah. you, Derek? Where did he come from? Missouri? Oh. That's blasphemy. That's low, dude. <laughs> that's low. What is that I mean, all about? You, you had to go Missouri? Like really? <laughs> right. Mizzou of all places. Okay. I mean, the only worst right, would be Kansas, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be the only worst. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Barrett. He came from that that's that that football school. Cave State. 
Yeah. There you go. Okay. Darren Sproles, uh, man. Barrett Brooks, Darren Sproles, right. Jordy Nelson. Right. Come on. Better believe uh, Remember Howard from there. Howard was from there. Oh, Seminole yeah. Seminole was from there. Seminole. 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 That's right. That's right. Great, great point. Don't, great don't point. say Mark Semino too loud in Philadelphia. A lot of people weren't happy with yeah, Mark Yeah, that's Semino. a name that doesn't go Yeah, well. you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to mention Mark Semino's name in Philadelphia. He, he, did you play with him? Or was, he, was he younger? Was, was he... I played with his brother. Okay. His brother was a nose guard, but his brother played when he was in junior college. He played fullback. He was a 300-pound fullback. Oh. Ran like a full 440. Really? He moved in the nose guard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Black belt of karate and everything. He just didn't love football. That's all. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so when we come back, I'm going to pose the question to you guys and our audience. And feel free, everybody in the in the chat room, to jump in. You know, people listening, streaming as, as well. Um, if there's a player on your team that's a bad apple, do you stop rooting for your team because they brought in a bad apple? Or do you just not root for that guy to have success and you continue to root for your team? But we'll get into the, the reason I bring it up. When we get back, uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back. Rob Ellis, Derek Guy, and Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. How's the drilling going, Gunner? Everything all right? Nobody coming in? There is a ladder right at my window right now, so get ready. They're right, they're right, I mean, like right across from me right now. Okay. I can see the top of the ladder. Good. We might have a co host. Do we have somebody just jump in? Uh, you never know. Um, all right. So, we, we got word of this on Friday when we were on, we were actually on the air at that point. So, you know, when you, when you first get, you know, sort of breaking news, it, it's hard to really consume and, and wrap your head around everything about a certain deal that there is. And we found out that the Flyers had traded for Tony D'Angelo, a defenseman who put up 51 points last year, had 41 assists, 10 goals. He's a guy who's got some talent. He's an offensive defenseman. Uh, leaves a little bit to be desired on the other end. Uh, we'll turn the puck over um, and, you know, needs to be paired with a very good defenseman who's solid, who's kind of a stay home guy. Now that's the on ice stuff when it comes to Tony D'Angelo. There's a lot of baggage with Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo has been suspended at, at the junior level uh, for using uh, racial epithets, uh, homophobic uh, speak, uh, misogynistic things uh, that he said. He's gotten into clashes with teammates. In fact, got into a fight with the goalie at the Rangers to the point where the Rangers waved him, uh, has put his hands on an official, has done, has had quite a sort of checkered past here. He's bounced around from a lot of organizations for a guy who's got some skill and is still young. He's moved around quite a bit, and it's not all necessarily because of his on-ice stuff. It's a lot of off-ice. Now, in fairness, uh, had a year last year in Carolina where there weren't any issues, claims that he's grown up a lot, went to counseling. Um, and he says that it, you know, this is stuff that was in the past that had a lot to do with being an immature person. Okay. So I'm just trying to give you both sides of this thing. Um, but nonetheless, as you would expect, this is some, a, a move that's caused a lot of, you know, a, a stir with Flyers fans. There are a lot that don't like him, that don't want him here, uh, that don't, you know, buy into the he's a new person kind of routine. Others saying, you know, give somebody a second chance and all that. Nonetheless, uh, and I'll look, speaking to you guys in particular, two people of color, uh, wh what's your sense of this thing with, with Tony D'Angelo? Um, I, I, I just heard, you know, I mean, it's just what I've heard. He's not somebody that I would sit around and, and have a beer with. Um, I mean, if he if he was to say something crazy, I wouldn't mind smacking. But just from hearing the things that he said, and um, and even you know just researching it, um, even look what is looking at his family's post and everything else. You know they don't hide what they are. They don't care to hide what they are. They are what they are. So at this point, you know what I'm saying I, I really don't have anything to say about dude or or, or if he's on the team. You know it's not somebody that I would cheer for. Uh, I'm not going to stop watching the Flyers. Mm -hmm. But he would definitely not be somebody that I would I would definitely um, you know um, root for you know and uh, you know last year but you know for the Hurricanes um, Rob Brendamore told him look man you know you mess up you're out of here 
You know right. what I mean? You're out of here. Yeah, he's a no nonsense guy, Brindamore. FYI. Right. So yep. you know, he was he's like, um, look, I'm I'm trying to, you know, help you resurrect your career. Um, you either walk straight and narrow, or not only will you not play for the hurricanes, but he said, I can almost guarantee you you would not play another game on um NHL ice ever again. Mm. I'll pretty much have you blacklisted from it, you know. Mm. And evidently he got the hang of it and got I me mean, got the hook. And we're like, all right, you know, I'm not gonna do it. And he had a pretty good season last year. Yeah. Will I still what I will I like him as a person? Probably not, because he I know he doesn't like me as a person. So, you know, being a man of color. So I mean, it's, it's yep. somebody that I would definitely not root for. And okay. I won't tolerate him and his parents as being of anything other than uh somebody that um you know would fly straight and narrow with me because I would fly to straight and narrow with him. I got and you. it was not just him, it's his family also. I, I think his uh, sister has stuff. Still on her page to this day, um, you know, of, of, of things that are very off color, and how they, you know, how they how they talk. Okay, uh, Gunner. Um, for the Flyers to go out and get them, obviously they feel this is the type of player that they need to change the culture or to change the productivity on the ice. I don't want to say culture because I hope they don't look at him as somebody to change the culture in in that locker room. Uh, he's been given given numerous chances. Now he's trying to uh, back it up by saying, I'm absolutely not a racist at, at all. Um, you know, in America, you're free to say what you want to say and do what you want to do. That's our God-given right in this country. It doesn't mean I have to sit down and break bread with you. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Flyer fans are irate because they felt over the past couple of seasons uh, the organization has alienated this fan base and they feel this is one step further in terms of alienating uh, the fan base by bringing someone like him into this organization. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's kind of similar in a small way to when the Eagles stepped out on that limb and brought Michael Vick in here, um, you know, for the, the dog fighting stuff. There were a lot of people that were just downright furious that the Eagles organization would would bring a Michael Vick in here. A lot of people said, I'm never going to an Eagles game again. I'm never buying their merchandise again. Um, and, and so I, and when I look at it on the surface in terms of tension, that's what I equate it to. Obviously, this is a much more serious, in a lot of ways, uh, issue to discuss. He's in a market that's almost 50% African-American. Um the, 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 there's, there is a solid hockey base in this city. There are people that are frustrated with this team that will still go to the games to root for their team. Maybe not an individual, but will root for the team. There are a lot of people that went to Eagles games and rooted for the Philadelphia Eagles, but didn't want to root for Michael Vick, you know, and, and I see it. I see it along those lines. Um, you know, you and I, if, 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 you know, what Barrett said, I have not seen the sisters uh, Twitter account yet. But if what Barrett is saying is true, and I have no reason not to believe what Barrett is saying is true, you and I, we have nothing to discuss. You know, and if I was your teammate, we don't have to talk on the ice. You go about, go out and do your job, and if we pile up more wins than we, we or losses, good. Then we go our separate ways. But don't think you're going to say any and everything you want to say in that locker room without consequences. Um, so, so the Flyers really had to think about this long and hard before they made this decision. Uh, obviously, they feel that he can help their team in certain areas, but there are repercussions that come with that, and we're going to see how this thing plays itself out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, look, 
here's where I'm at with this. You, you better be right. You better have vetted this guy properly and know that he has changed his ways, number one. If not, you're talking about a team with a new coach that's trying yep. to build a culture yep. and do it the right way where yep. they've been just floundering for the last couple of years. He could he could potentially come in here and drop a bomb on this thing. Hey, good. You know what I mean? And so, number one, you better be right that he's absolutely changed gears here, okay, first of all. So that's that's very critical. But I I just I'm not sure why you would want to alienate parts of your fan base that that right. are still left. Like there are a lot right. of people who have bailed because you've been so irrelevant, you know, frankly as an organization. It's it's a it's a strange to me unnecessary move. Um now to to, to the initial question that I posed you guys There, and this is like it's a very serious subject with the stuff we're talking about here. Okay, but would I still root for the organization? Yeah, I think I would still root for the organization, but I cannot root for that guy. Like, I'm sorry, I can't celebrate that guy when things go well for him. Do I? Would I like to see the team? Because I think there's just enough loyal fans who just want to see their team win. That I would still like to see the Flyers win. Yes, but I don't like this. Person. Yeah, but uh, but 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 you being a Flyers fan and a hockey fan, will you watch the games? Would you go to the games if you had the opportunity? I, I will still watch the games, yeah. and I'm, I yeah. am going to keep a close eye on this guy to, just to see what's going on here. If I'm being honest, I want to see how this plays out. Um, but I don't think they should have done it. Okay, I just I yeah. don't. Well, I, yeah. I would, especially with you know what's going on um, with the culture that's that's in the Flyers organization right now. Just like you said. The loyal fan base is not in a position where they're liking anything that the organization is doing. You know, we just hired a new coach. We're trying to change the culture. Uh, You don't have a strong enough culture right now to really put you in a position where you can, um, you know, where you can't have any room to deviate from anything other than getting better. Yeah. And when you have something that can become a distraction in an organization that people aren't tolerating anything, man, you might lose your fan base. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're they're right at the cusp right now of, of, of really losing a lot of loyal flyer fans. And I could I mean I admit, I've never seen a fan base as loyal as this. You know, and I've been a part of some great fan base. You know what I mean? I've I've, I've watched the, the the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team grew up around it. My pops was a was a um Cardinals fan. And I see the loyalty that comes with um, a fan base like that. They've allowed people, you know, like Mark McGrath, guys get away with everything because of how loyal they are. But I, you know, I, I have yet to see anybody more loyal than this fan base as far as the flyers. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, 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 they can almost walk on water, man. And they're starting to lose the fan base to that degree that, they, you know, they, they're just tired of losing. They're tired of the culture. They're tired of the way the organization is running things. They need something, you know, to take them out of that. And them bringing somebody like that, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, is he that good? I don't know anything No, about well, that's the, the, Barrett, that's the other thing. Like, he, is he that good? He's got some offensive talent. There's no arguing that. But he's also a guy who leaves a lot to be desired defensively. Like, didn't, he's, we just let, didn't we just let Ghost go for that? Right, for nothing. Basically, you got nothing in return. And Ghost had a monster year with Phoenix, you know, this past year. So – there's that. Here's the other part. Tortorella is a combustible guy, man, as a mm-hmm. coach. You know, this dude has clashed with coaches before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got the potential to, to, to be a 
even if you put everything else aside for a minute, like he doesn't always get along with his coaches when it comes to hockey things, not even the other stuff. Yeah, but you know what? Winning cures all. The bottom line is winning cures all. And the people that say they won't do this and they won't do that, if the team starts winning, they'll be back. Yeah, That's all it takes. That's all it totally takes. Totally agree with you. You go back to the Eagles. All those people that talked about I'm never watching or going to an Eagles game again. I would like to know the percentage of those people when they won that Super Bowl that were out there up and down the streets waving their Eagles gear, wearing their Eagles gear, and celebrating like everybody else. You know, winning you winning heals a lot of a lot of personal uh, wounds that you have. You know, that's yeah. what sports is all about. And if the Flyers somehow miraculously did a one-season turnaround, just like the Eagles went in Andy Reid's last year, uh, he was 4-12, and and a lot of people were irate. Here comes this, this hotshot college coach, Chip Kelly. First year, 10-6, playoffs. All of a sudden, people are pumping their chest again about being an Eagles fan. I, I get it. That's the, that's the nature of sports. And the same thing, if somehow, someway, the Flyers miraculously turned it around in one season after the embarrassing season they just had, that's that fan base is that Barrett is talking about is going to be solid as ever. Yeah. No. I, I look. I was on. I, I was doing the post game show um, when the Eagles were playing the Patriots in a preseason game when they when it was announced that they were signing Michael Vick. It came down at halftime. You guys probably remember this very well. Right. And. I, I can't tell you the amount of callers that I took that night from I've been an Eagles fan for 30, 40 years. I'm done, you know, this and that. And I took a lot of heat that night because I said, look, I, I'm not dismissing your stance on how you feel about Michael Vick. I get it. Okay. But I don't believe that you won't be an Eagles fan anymore. And, and a lot of them, right, yes, I, right. you know, I'm, I will. All the, okay. And right, right. we were three weeks into the season and I start getting calls from the same people who said, they were never going to watch an Eagles game again, talking about the Eagles. So all I'm saying is there's an initial reaction sometimes to things, and then there's the the, the the reality of when the season starts and they're your team and they've been your team long before this guy got here, and they and you'll be your team long after this guy's gone. And that's where I can't fault a fan base. Like I get that you don't like somebody who's who's been brought in for a number of different reasons, but – I I don't fault them for staying loyal to their team. They could not like everything. Look, you guys know it's like it's, to some degree it's like family. You love your 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 siblings. You love your parents. You love your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your kids. They still do things to piss you off sometimes, right? Yeah, right. But right. sure, you know you're still going to be with your family. I know it's a little bit apples and oranges where, where I'm going with this, but I I'm one who I I understand people who stay loyal and say I just don't like that person, but they they can kind of put it in a in a in a box, you, well, know, you know, and leave yeah. it there. Yeah. Well, um, you know, just working with um, working with Ray Dittinger, you know, he's an avid um dog lover. He dog loves supporter. He yep. rescues dog, but he did not support anything about Vic. He would talk about Vic as far as the game, um, you know what happened in the game, um, right. how he approached the game, but it was straight and narrow. I mean, nothing other, you know, no highlights, nothing other than it was, it was fact. This is what him. he did on the yeah. field. Yeah. And I, and I believe, and I believe yeah. he distanced himself from the Maxwell Awards for a, a few seasons, if I'm not correct. One of the awards yeah. in he the did. off season. He did. Um, but he went back to be honored this year. And, yeah, and, and I will say this, um, Barrett, you're right on, and so are you, Derek. What, what Ray? I remember Ray did when whatever was Michael Vick's last year. I don't right, remember the exact right. year. Right. When he left, he said, look, I have to say, I was 100% against this signing. I yep. uh, didn't like that he was an Eagle. 
But I will say this, he walked the walk, uh, yep. you know, he in did. terms of talking to kids and counseling and, you know, yep. putting the message out there. So he, he did, did give him his props, you know, out the door. No question about it, you know. And, and now we're going to wait and see what happens with this guy. Right now he's taking a lot of bullets, and rightfully so, based on what we're finding out about his his uh, past. Uh, now we're going to see what kind of stand-up guy he is or if, if you know, on the surface now he's defending himself. Let's see if he if he regresses back to what all these stories said he was, you know, not being able to get along with teammates and, and, and putting stuff out on social media that he should think about before he, he puts out there. Well, that, we're going to find out in a short amount of time. Yeah, uh, and let, also, let me be clear. Like, if you're someone who says, look, I can't tolerate what this guy stands for, I'm out. Yeah. I, I get yeah. it. I'm yep. not. You know, yeah, exactly. You, you every right to feel that way. He, to, you know, I will say I'm trying to be fair and balanced here. He went on John Clark's podcast and said, "Look, I, that's not who I am anymore, or whatever. That's not me now. Okay, right. so but whatever. So for whatever it's worth, well, uh, that's um, what it was. I mean, the reason that he ended up at the Hurricanes, he, he had um, he had said something about his um his goalie, who who was um of Russian descent." Yeah, when he was it, at the Rangers, yes, yeah. they, had, they they at, they went at it like they he, yeah he, he ripped this guy's heritage and and they you know and that was one of the things and this right. they went at it so they, right. they didn't know they, no another guy came to his defense and he fought the other guy and he started wow. the fight I mean um he he got beat up he got his ass whooped right and they still you know the, the guy that whooped his ass didn't you know didn't get cut but he got cut uh, right. he said some stuff about um um being a feminist uh he said some stuff about um uh you know just just everything you know there was racial homophobic and misogynistic stuff that that caused him during his time to get suspended for various you know episodes yeah so for what it's worth just to give you an idea he's drafted in the first round he, he's a local kid too like you you would yeah, want this south to be philly. a good story yeah well yeah in south jersey but he, his family's south all in south philly like yeah. you would want this to be a good story for the flyers but anyway so he's drafted in the first round by tampa bay traded from by them to arizona traded to the rangers wrote waived by the rangers picked up by carolina now with the flyers so you're talking about a guy who was drafted in 14 who's been with one, two, three, four, five different organizations. He's 26 years old. That's not a great track record, man. It's a lot of different teams for a young dude. Right. So, anyway. I mean, this this dude's been been suspended in in in, in the juniors. Um, he's alienated people in the NHL. Uh, I mean, yeah. Whew. Yeah. How many I, more I, chances do you get in life? You're, you're I mean, really putting your your neck on the line here if you're the Flyers with this guy. So I, I they better hope it works, man. They better hope. Wow. It works. Um, wow. All right. Now, good news. Let's move on from that. Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but the, the James Harden thing is fascinating to me. I, I know we got into this Friday, but the fact that he could potentially be leaving $15 million on the on the table in this deal, and it's going to be a two-year deal, man, is I'm – I'm really surprised. I, you guys know where I stood with this. I am shocked that this is what this is going to be for him. And I, I give him I, props. I give him props. I, I think – Somehow, some way, somewhere, James Harden's going to get that money back somehow that we Michael won't Rubin, even know about. Michael Rubin yeah. and the Fanatics give yeah, it a little. It's going like, to be like under table hush money or something. Well, or like hey, look know. at the new yeah. endorsement deal James Harden signed with the Fanatics. Exactly, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I that think, doesn't matter. But but who cares, right? That's right, good for exactly. the Sixers. Yeah. Sign every deal you want, man. I don't care. 
it doesn't handcuff us like we thought we were going to be handcuffed. Yeah, correct. Kudos, kudos for him for taking this taking this move and opening up more space to help make this team better. James Harden is at a stage of in his career. He wants to, he wants to win. He wants to win now, and he put himself in a position. He didn't like what was going on in, in Brooklyn. He's put himself in a position now with a group of guys he thinks if we get a couple of pieces here and then we can make some serious noise, noise in the Eastern Conference and, and get all the way to the NBA Finals. So, you know, for whatever, whatever it's worth, whatever his reasons are, his intentions are, he took a step back and took less to help make this team better, whether it's just because of his relationship with Daryl Morey, whether there's some deal cut that they're going to get him the money back somehow, some way, whether it be endorsements or whatever the case may be, he took that stance. You know, a lot of times you only get one shot at it. You give up money. You only get one shot. You know, you may never recoup that money. So, uh, you know, kudos to him for, for taking this approach to, to, to help this, this team, this organization put a better product on the court. Yeah. And, and I think too, you know, this is where Daryl Morey deserves some props too, because, you know, you, you had to think leading up to the trade or after he got here or whatever, this conversation was had like, Hey man, this is what we're looking at in the off season. This is what this is going to look like. And we need to be able to get some pieces here, whether that's PJ Tucker or whatever, you know, you're going to have to give a little bit on your end. Right. And right. You know, that's probably not an easy conversation to have with somebody. And he had it. He had mm. to. Mm. So both guys deserve some love. Yeah, absolutely. You know, their relationship obviously is one is deep rooted. Um, and there's a mutual respect between the two. Um, it goes a lot further than we may even know. Because uh, it's not many athletes in today's sports mediums that take less money uh, for the overall good of something. Everybody, and, and there's. And like I said, I don't care who you are. Make as much as you can for as long as you can, while you can, because it doesn't last forever. God bless you, you know, how much money you make. But obviously, um, there's this mutual admiration society between these two that brought them to this agreement um, to to help get this team over the hump. Yeah, and uh, here we are. I I, I will say this, that, you know, the way – there's a sense from some the the sort of insiders whatever they take it for what it's worth right that the that the, the sixers aren't done and what does that mean ultimately because they are pretty capped out right now maybe tobias harris is on the move i don't know i mean what look boston has had a very quiet good off season like boston just signed uh, danilo gallinari who can really still shoot it uh who last with the hawks but he was a buyout guy they got it for two years, like $13.3 million. And that's on the heels of making the Brogdon trade last week. Like, Boston's doing some things, man. Yeah, It's a team that was already in the championship last year. So, you're going to have to keep getting yourself better. Barrett, you're muted, but Looks like they're going to be number one in, uh, you know, in the East right now, man. I, I agree. They're the team to beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I know Milwaukee will get their uh, – They'll they'll get their kudos, you know, because they got you know the Greek freak and everything else. And they get Middleton also. back. Middleton and Middleton's be back. back, yeah. But at the end of the day, man, you're looking at a a, a a Celtics team that quietly put things together midway through the season. Yeah. Um. They they found a tandem that could play. Now you know you add the pieces that they have right now. Um. If you look at the semi are trying to compete, man, they they want to do the same thing. So I I don't think that they're they're done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, will I want to trade, uh, you know, Tobias Harris? I mean, it, it, it had to be somebody that, you know, I'm, I'm not 
I'm not just dumping salary. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I need somebody exactly. coming back. That's, who can that's play. what I need to say. I'm yeah. not just dumping salary. I need Tobias Harris in the lineup right now. You know, he he became in the playoffs a pretty good wing defender. Uh, could give you 18, 17, 18 points a game. You're not just going to find that, you know what I'm saying, out in the street. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I so, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I need him on the squad unless you can get a big splash guy. Yep. Hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. We'll come back, guys. We'll dive into uh, some of the things with the with the MLB All Star Game, including Otani, who's going for two different spots. This guy is ridiculous. So we'll talk about him. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and we uh, uh, who we discussed a little bit earlier wins Wimbledon. Uh, we lost another great character actor that that we will talk about as well when we get back. And there's a, a replacement in the on the Monday Night Countdown uh, panel show. Uh, Randy Moss out. We'll tell you who's in. Uh, we have a couple of pretty good born on this days uh, that we'll get into and a, and a little debate about a movie star. So we'll do all those things when we return. He's Barrett Brooks. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. And we will uh, be great. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
What up, everybody? Welcome back in. Final segment of the program. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He is Barrett Brooks, along with D-Gun. Rob Ellis with you on this Monday. All right, so a couple couple things to uh, to hit here, guys. So the Major League Baseball All-Star selections came out yesterday. Kyle Schwarber going from the Phillies. He is, he'll be the only representative because Bryce Harper can't play because of the injury. Um, but certainly you can make a case for Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. They did not go. Excuse me, did not go. But I found this interesting. Um, Shohei Otani, who is just unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't even know if we appreciate him enough, as much as we should. But he's going not only as a pitcher, but a DH as well uh, for the AL. That's pretty awesome, man. This guy's going to pitch in the game, and he's going to he's going to bat as well. So that's pretty sweet. I like he's that. Wasted. He's being wasted out there. Um, yeah, you know, in Anaheim, man. He and Trout, man. Right. I mean, yeah. they paid all that money, man. All that money is being paid out there, and they don't even go watch the games. No, I know, I know. It, it, there's just a, but you look at what he's doing, guys. So he's um, he's got 19 home runs, 54 runs driven in. Um, as a as a hitter, as a pitcher, he's their ace. He's eight and four on the season with a two four four ERA. Jeez. He's got a better ERA than Zach Wheeler does. My goodness. Okay, just to put it in perspective, and he's throwing 81 innings. I mean, this guy is ridiculous. Oh, where my is he goodness. Bat? Where does he bat? I want to know where he bats at. In the, in the order? Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'd have to see where they usually – let me see where they usually hit him. I'll, I'll pull it up. I, was, I, around, was, he, was he in the two-hole, three-hole? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you oh, man. where I would ideally use him. I, I would ideally use him as a cleanup guy if it was kind of old school with that power. <laughs> You know, that's that's that unheard crazy. of. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Pretty oh cool. my goodness! Yeah, he's I mean, he's been. He had, a, he had a game last week where he was the uh, he he was the first guy this year for you know what was he uh, had ten strikeouts in one game. Um, was it like ten strikeouts, a stolen base, yeah, and something else? It was crazy, man. The stat line was crazy. So they're hitting him three. They hit trout. You generally yep. it's trout two, and then he hits three. That's a pretty good two three in the in right. your lineup. But that's that's usually where how they how they configure it. That was uh, that's where he the last time he pitched. That's where he hit. He and he went seven innings by the way of shutout baseball, ten strikeouts Jeez. against the Miami Marlins. So yeah, not not bad. Pretty good work there out of uh, <laughs> out of Otani. Oh, um, so he ends up going. Um, this one, this is another really cool story. William and Wilson Contreras. Uh, William is with the Braves. Wilson is with the Cubs. William's going as a DH because Harper's hurt. Contreras is going to be the catcher. Those two are both going to start for the National League. Two brothers. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. That, yeah. That, that, that's pretty cool for their parents too. Yeah, hopefully, right. their parents get to come in and see that game, man. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I would. You would hope so, right? Um, anytime you have siblings, that, that's almost as good as a, a, the the pop son tandem. Uh, when they played together, what's his name? Um, King oh, Griffey. the Griffies. King Griffey. Yeah, the Griffies. Yeah. Back to back home runs. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's that is uh, is still one of the all time craziest things ever. The, right. Those two are. I don't. The odds of them, you know, Ken being so young, Ken being so young, coming up so quickly, and and older Ken still playing. They end up on the same team. They're in the same lineup. Batting back to back, and they can both hit the ball out. That I mean, think about that. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, Pops, you can't one-up me. Okay. Yeah, Let's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the argument is whose home run went farther. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, even if it wasn't Junior, yeah. Dad's got to say it was yeah. – You know, Dad's got to take oh, over yeah. that one all no day. No question. 
Can you uh, imagine me at the family dinner? Oh for, my god. For Thanksgiving. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the Yankees are sending six selections. The Astros are sending five. They're the they're the uh the most of uh of anybody. Yan- Yankees only six. I'm surprised they didn't send their whole starting lineup. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you could probably take everybody. What do they have? Twenty four wins? I mean twenty four losses? Twenty six? Yeah, they're on pace. They there's a chance they could set some records here in terms of wins. The Yankees right now are 61 and 25. Jeez. 61 and 25. Yeah. Uh, the Astros are pretty good. I mean, they have 56 wins, so yep. nothing to sneeze yep. at for the Astros, but they're at, and the Dodgers have 56 also. So they're the three, you know, wins leaders right there uh, in major league Jeez. baseball. Um, all right. So I mentioned this. Did, did I'm not, I used to like tennis a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. I, I'm not, honestly into it that much yesterday before i went to uh went to work i was watching a little bit of wimbledon did you guys catch any of this because djokovic won and it's his seventh wimbledon and props to him the guy's just a machine but this guy Kyrios, have you caught any of his act he is a wild man no (laughs) wait wait is he worse than john McEnroe? um uh, different like McEnroe was just constantly on the the, the umpire he was constantly on yeah oh big time hothead constantly this guy is on the officials but he's also engaging with the crowd you know yelling at people he thought somebody had too many drinks he's yelling at this this woman like he's he's a <laughs> he's a lunatic man and, you know and he's kind of he's just different he's just a different he's an Australian guy he's got the hat on backwards he's got the bling he's got the you know the rocks and the ears He's just a different dude, but I, I don't know how he like maintains any comp- con- concentration because he's just like he's constantly going off. You know, I think part of it's part of the reason that he hasn't won, you know, like a major like that is because he loses his mind and 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 Djokovic is just like straight and narrow, dude. But it was it was crazy to watch, man. If you get a chance to catch any like highlights of him, just take a look because he's a he's out there, man. He's a different cat, you know. That's for sure. I, I think- through the legs. Yeah. yeah yes yes i think it's a great marketing strategy by him you know i think tennis has lost a lot of his luster since the days of mm-hmm. you know chris connors john McEnroe, and his, his great battles um and i think as good as tennis you know you've had the, the williams sisters the djokovic now and stuff but there's there's not much personality right uh, yeah left, like nadal and federer are just yeah. kind of they're, they're great, great players. They're just, yeah, yeah. They're just there. There's no personality. And and this guy has put a whole new level of energy back into the game. So, you know, I don't know if he'll ever be considered a great tennis player. Obviously, greatness is determined by how many, you know, majors you win or, you know, a Grand Slam event you win. But the fact that people will watch that just to see what this dude might do next. Yeah. Just talk about it. Yeah, he is that kind of guy. I yeah, like the know, hat that. though. The hat flipped up in the back. You know, I like to flip mine up in the front. He flips his. He, up t- he goes back. backwards yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah he like goes it. backwards. I like that. I like yeah, that. I thought you'd like his swag a little bit. Yeah, better. yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, RG three, Robert Griffin the third is going to replace Randy Moss on the uh, on the Monday Night Countdown uh, studio show. He will. He will. Yeah, I think they're keeping all the other. It's uh, Sam Ponder, uh, Rex Ryan. Schefter, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Hasselbeck, yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. I, and I think uh, I think RG three. I think that's I think Teddy Bruski on that maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Randy Moss is going to keep doing stuff for ESPN, but he's out on the on the Monday Night Countdown uh, desk. 
RG three, who Barry, you know, did some college games last year. Uh, yeah, he's kind of yeah. working his way into the into the media. So did a good and, job with college well, with college football too, man. Yeah, he's well spoken. Yep. Um, you know, and, and obviously he knows the game. Um, and he's still a relevant name out there, even though his, his career may be said and done. He's still a relevant name out there. Um, and, and so I think I don't think you lose much between him. Now, Randy was a little bit more colorful. Some of the sayings that Randy had, you know, you kind of gravitate towards. I don't know if RG3 is going to be like that. But I think I think RG3 is, is so well spoken. I don't think it's going to be that big of a. Of, of a hit for them in terms of replacing Randy with RG3. Yeah. So you got, yeah, you so. got Moss and all that stuff, you know, but plus, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was cut just a box of cornflakes. You know, we, yeah, love was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was West know. Virginia, man. Oh right, my right, goodness. Right. Yeah. But you know, we like, we, we love, we love fish and stuff and that's all he does is fish, man. He bass fish more than you D gun. You know, that's a lot, bro. I read a story on him and this was, this was a long time ago. This was right after he retired. So, you, you know, we're going back a little ways. Right. He was living in like a, and I don't know how he got in there, but it was like an over 55, like cold as some little like development. And all he did was fish. Like he didn't, there was like oh, no yeah. nightlife. Oh, it was yeah. just this like chill dude who, who liked living around like older folks. I don't, right. kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, good, I mean, good for him. He's like the perfect, he's like the perfect husband. The wife always knows where he is. I he's guess. either hanging out with old people or he's on a body of water fishing. He's <laughs> not hanging out with the bars. He's not running the streets with his crew. Yeah. You know, so she doesn't have to worry about Man, all that stuff. He's changed a lot since the old days. Man. Nice, simple time, life. Yeah, there was a time but it, when, uh, when, you know, when we were all at, at, at the old shop at NBC, mm-hmm. that, that's all they used to send us out to do was fish. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you guys used to do a segment where you were oh, literally, yeah, they yeah, would a weekly yeah. segment. Oh, yeah. It yeah. got so bad that Charles Barkley, man, started, you know, he watched it and he used to get mad and he'd be, he'd be you know, texting me and everything. Oh, you out there catching bait again, Brooksy? I'm like, come on, man. You know, D-Gun yeah. didn't make it any better. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. we had a That's great funny. time. Oh, my God. All right. I might so, go there tomorrow. Uh, I might go there tonight, actually. There you go. You got the end. Yeah. Go where? Be- Cross the street? Yeah, across the street and go kiss him. Uh, you still got some daylight. You you could work at least oh, yeah. an hour and a half, two hours in there. Yeah, let's see sure. if I catch me a snakehead or something, man. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you get one, get a picture when we, we want to oh, see definitely, it. Definitely. All right. So uh, Tony Sirico. Now you may not be familiar with the name when I say it like that, but Paulie Walnuts from uh, from the Sopranos passed away. He was one of the all time characters. The white yeah. wall hair. He looked like oh, a yeah. like a raccoon. Oh yeah. And he was just a funny, funny dude, man. He he helped. Like it was a great show. Everybody was great in it, but the, the casting was just perfect. And he was another one who was just perfect in the show. You look, you look at a number of his movie. Wait, wasn't he a former, uh, a former he was, mobster? He was. So yes, he was legitimately in the New York mob. Yeah, he got yeah. arrested. He did time in jail. And, and in, during, while he was in jail, they, they would, they would have, you know, like plays and, yeah. and you know, whatever for the, for the inmates. And he actually ended up talking to one of the actors and it changed his life. And he got out of the gang and he got his act together and, and took acting seriously. And the rest was history. So he's a pretty interesting story. One of the most, one of the most popular series in TV history. You know, you're right. That's a great story, man, because he, the character was a natural for him oh. because he lived it. He lived it. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. looks like it too, bro. <laughs> he did. He looks he like did. it. What's the other guy that died last last week? What was his James, name? Oh, last James Con. James Con. Oh, you talking about from the Godfather? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was actually a snitch, wasn't he? 
He said he was a snitch or something. Um, James Cunn? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. I never no. knew that. No. I, I never heard that. Let me I don't, see. I don't, Let me see. Hold on. I don't think so. James Conn was never wasn't a guy who uh, was in jail or, or running yeah, gangs yeah. or anything. He, he was okay, just then, then wrong person to take me off uh, take me off the list and whatever. You know what I mean? Don't don't tweet that. <laughs> My fault. Yeah, really. My yeah. fault. They'll be, they'll be no, coming no, after no. you next. Yeah, right. No, we'll we'll, we've lost. And Dank Dank makes a great point. We've lost Ray Liotta, James Conn, and and now oh yeah, uh, Sirico in like a, whatever it's been a month. It's crazy. So. um all right, so I want to hit you guys with this. I always like to give you the birthdays. So we do have some, some pretty interesting. We had a president born today, John Quincy Adams, who was the sixth president Jeez. who helped develop the Monroe Doctrine. So wow. we got yeah, a little different than our usual uh, fare there. But two days ago, Tom Hanks. And you know where I'm going with this. There are a lot of movies to choose from, from the Hanks oh collection, goodness. man. This is a long you know, body of work with this guy of a big time hit. He won back to back Oscars for yeah, uh Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, boom boom. Uh in the in the what mid nineties, early nineties, yep. whatever yep. it was. Um so uh, you know just some of the movies. You guys tell me if I'm missing any. I just throw them out there. Forrest Gump, Philadelphia Castaway, A League of Our Own of Their Own, uh Saving Private Ryan, uh Green Mile. Uh, catch me if you can. There's a there's a bunch, and you guys named some great ones when we were we were kicking this around sure. for the show. Sully, big. Sully, big, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Splash from way back in the day. Yep, Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. Sleepless in Seattle. That's a good what, one. What about um, Castaway? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Huge one. Hundred you know, percent. He 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 was so he was so diversified in his ability. Uh, to play roles, he could play the serious actor all day, and then he would play the comedy. Remember the movie back from 1989, The Burbs, where yeah. him and his him and his neighbors thought their next door neighbor was uh, killing people in the basement right. comedy, and yeah. come to find out they were they were like the the Adams family was living next door to him, yeah. and his, the wives and nobody wanted to believe him and his crew. Um, but that was a funny movie. That was one of those low budget funny movies. Right, right. Um, he fought he fought a volcano. Yeah. yeah, Joe versus the Joe volcano. The, yeah, Joe yeah. versus the volcano. But Philadelphia. The two, yeah, it was great in Philadelphia. But the two movies that just, out of all the movies I've watched of Tom Hanks, the two that just jump out at me, The Green Mile and Road to Perdition. Mm. Those two movies, man. I, I just watched Road to Perdition about three or four months month ago again, and I watched it like I'd never seen it before. What a great character he played in that, a, a, a mobster who's on the run with his son, um, and how the movie ended, for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to tell how it ended. Uh, it's, Green, it's been out long enough. You can, okay. Yeah, I mean. but, but, but but the Green Mile, I mean, his character in the Green Mile is a prison guard. Wow. What what a, what an incredible uh, acting job. All the guys that were in that movie. All that movie's that awesome. Movie. I love that movie, man. It, it's it's really well done, you know? And it gives you, I, I don't know, it gives you a little bit of hope, you know, for for mankind in, in some ways. It was it was it was pretty cool. Wait, the world's go, the world's going right now. You're right. Little is the operative word. Right, you need it. right. I would yeah, say, right. look, I think ultimately the greatest movie he was. In, I'm going to make a distinction. I think the greatest movie he was in was Saving Private Ryan. I think that movie yeah, is just, yeah, just right. unreal. That opening yeah. scene is as incredible Compelling. as compelling. But my favorite performance by him is Forrest Gump. I just I just love yeah. the, the time travel yeah. and walking through all the different periods of life during the you know I mean he runs into Elvis when he's a kid uh, he's, he's going through like 
yeah, Bear Bryant. Uh, you know, he plays for Bear. He, he's a kick returner for Alabama. Well, he walks out and he's standing. What? He's standing next to a president. He's standing uh, next to a president. They're they're trying to yeah. segregate Alabama, and he's there with, with George yeah, yeah. Wallace. Like, you know, he walks through everything, man. This this guy. Life oh, is like a box of chocolates. So I think that was his best performance. But Private Ryan's insane. I mean, insane, man. But he was great in Philadelphia too. It's hard. It's really hard to pick. You, you, know? you said his greatest performance. I don't know, Rob. I, I would. I don't disagree with you, but I said Road to Perdition, man. He played that. that. He played that role to a T. Yeah, I don't did. think he yeah. gets enough credit for that. I don't either. Right. You know, but you, you know, I'm, I can't disagree with you what you said about his his best role. But do you know what? People forget he's also the voice in the Toy Story franchise. Uh yes. He we was, uh, yeah, yeah. He's bu- is he Buzz or was that Tim Allen? I'm trying no, to remember. Tim Allen. That's Tim Allen. That's Tim Allen's Buzz. He's, okay. he's the cowboy. That's right. Yeah. The cowboy. What's the name? Woody? Woody. Yeah, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> That's another tearjerker, man. Like, bro. Yeah. Oh. Some of the roles he has, like, he literally plays yeah. a guy that's inside a, an airport terminal and can't leave, can't right. go home, has to stay. He's yeah. literally there. And we watched the whole movie about him yeah. just being yeah. in that terminal. Or being on an island, half the time he wasn't even talking no. on that island, and he kept us watching the movie. Man, you remember the scene? You remember he's got uh, he's got a, a toothache. He's, he's got oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. uses the the the, the ice skate, skate. to yep. knock yeah. it out, knock yeah. a tooth out. Oh man, that is that's cringeworthy. I, I can do that. That's easy. I can do that. <laughs> that is some cringeworthy <laughs> stuff, man. But then even even the whole cut like. So he finally somehow makes it at, off of that island, and then he gets back, and it's kind of like, man, I'm I'm not cut out for this. Oh, right. in the real world yeah. now, yeah. Like yeah. it was, a, it was really complex. Wife gone, you know. Wife, man, wife remarried with kids. Yeah, yeah she rolled. You know, he, he, he's used to sleeping on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's in that, that nice stuff. hotel, and he's got to fall oh, yeah. asleep on the ground. He can't sleep in the bed. Yeah, it was it was no. good. It was Forrest good. Up and, and remember, he's with um, Jenny. Jenny, for Jenny. Jenny for, for the first time with Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. And he touches her. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with you? Yeah, he had a little moment. He had a moment. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, man. Jenny was Jenny was hot, man. I can't kill him. He's, a, he's, a, no, he's a great actor, bro. Said you was yeah. he's a great actor, man. That's that's, he is. that's one of the best, man. Yeah. So I, th- <laughs> I thought you guys would enjoy that. So uh yeah, that he he was born on the ninth. So we got him a little bit uh a little bit later, that's well, for sure. Big, so, I mean, big. He plays, you know, a kid. He's in a really good in that. Body, yeah. yeah, that was that was before he blew up into superstar. Like he's he's great in a league of their own. Yeah, exactly. As the yep. manager, Jimmy yep. Dugan. Yep. Yep. You know, it's it no crying in baseball. No, and they're great with him. Like they go right back at him. They don't take any of his not. And they're you know they're fighting, and he's you know he he was he was really good, man. He was really really good in that all right so just to just to swing it back so the beginning of the show we we discussed quite a bit you know the 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 firestorm that was set off on uh on friday where derek was basically giving you an account of what someone who was you know close to the scene saw during one of the otas and everybody and their mother lost their mind to the point where aj brown is responding uh, oh yeah and everybody is everybody's discussing it jumping in on it and uh and, you know, again, it's just a classic example of, of, to me, a little bit out of context, but also it's okay to say someone didn't look good or they did look good on a certain day. And you don't Oh, but it's, but, it's, but it's practice, Rob. It's only seven on seven. And for those who were out there at practices, they didn't see it. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm making it up, Rob, you know. Right. Um, you know what? 
people get a grip you know <laughs> get a grip okay yeah it's, it's it not is. life it, or it, death it, it is not it okay? is not i didn't make it up for those of you who joined the show late hey the gunner walk it back let me reiterate for you people who joined the show late. No, Gunner did not walk it back. If you know anything about Gunner, you've known his history and reporting news that he doesn't put it out there unless he has, um, oh, let's say, uh, authoritative, um, anonymous source. Um, and those for you, uh, those you gonna of you. Give me that source, bro. One is that you're going to give me that source, man. I ain't giving you nothing. You already got it to my family circle. You ain't getting nothing else. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Um, and for those of you who didn't see it, Barrett also second that his source told him the same thing. But yet people out there who claim that, you know, we're lying, we're making it up. It's wow. clickbait. You're just uh, trying to get attention. I don't need attention. I've been doing this over four decades. I've covered teams coast to coast. I don't need the attention. Why would I make it up? I understand you people feelings are hurt because I'm attacking your quarterback. But have you also heard me go on record saying that I hope Jalen Hurts 100% proves everybody wrong, goes out, has a phenomenal season, gets a $650,000 million contract. No, you people didn't hear all that because you only hear what you want to hear. And for those of you who think I'm going to sit here and walk back anything that I said, no. My track record speaks for itself. I don't have to walk back anything, okay? I didn't just catch it out of the wind and put it out there just to see how people would respond, all right? So you people who can't, come to grips with that that's on you not me if you don't want to believe me don't believe me i don't care i got you i really don't care don't believe me yeah i just wanted you to kind of circle back for people who maybe weren't watching no you just want to stir the hornet's nest again that's what i'm trying to get you just want to get oh i missed one fired up again that's right i missed one thing that i wanted to throw at you guys so did you did you guys realize that from 1971 to 73 muhammad ali lived in south jersey i did not know that he lived in cherry hill no kid okay Yes, and the home that he lived in is uh, on the market. Okay, it, it uh, before I give you the price, tell tell me if you you could guess how much you think it's worth. Okay, wait, do, do you know how big the property is? I do. I'm giving I'm giving you the, okay. the right. square footage okay. right now. All right. So it's six thousand six hundred and eighty eight square feet, and it sits on a one point five one and a half acre plot. So how much do you? Th- oh, let me give you some other. Uh, wait, how big is the house again? How big is the house again? It's Cherry Hill. It's 6,688 square feet, square feet. Uh, one and a half acres. One and a half acres. What do you, how much do you think that's going for? Let's see. You couple in Jersey taxes because Jersey robs you in taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that house is going for – now, see, there's got to be a twist to this because Rob brought it up. See, I know what it is. I just thought about that before I give you an answer because we're going to think of some astronomical figure, and Rob's going to tell us something like $1. But because I'm coupling it with Jersey property taxes, I'm going to say about $7 million. No, no, way lower. Way, way lower. I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh, put it right here. here. I'm, I'm going to say, say 1.7. Okay, you're Barrett. Incredible guess. It's 1.8. It's no 1.8. That's it? 1.8? Well, yeah, because my so house is about five. Your house, Your Barrett's house is worth... 1.9 no. so well no. let me Fair give you some of the necessary. some of the amenities okay on, right. on this bad boy um it's got a pool right? not no surprise there okay. hot tub tennis hot court tub. basketball courts uh six bedroom five bath a gym inside a 12 foot wet bar and a three plus car garage wow gonna so, come be my neighbor gunner what come on up here and be my neighbor man i i could never be your neighbor man i couldn't do it 
You There's no way I could do it. You don't want to. That's what it is. I couldn't do it, man, because I'd have to listen to you every day, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to dog me in front of my family. I never do, it, man. And getting them believe. All right, uh, last yeah, thing. What, what do you yeah, guess he paid for the house? About two hundred forty thousand. One hundred and eight thousand dollars. Jeez. What year? What year? Seventy one. Seventy one. Hundred eight thousand. Yeah, man. I was still twiddling my pops' eye then, bro. So. <laughs> you can yeah. barely, you can't even get a duplex nowadays for one hundred eight thousand. You can't get a row home for, for one hundred eight thousand, man. Yes. One hundred eight thousand. Yeah. Imagine if you bought that house and just sat on it. I know all these years, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, so that's Again, uh, not point, surprising, but you know, one, there's a lot of notoriety yeah. to it. Now there, there's the you know the the that's good luck, and then there's the Ben Simmons house, which is bad luck for. Nick Castellanos, who he needs to he needs to sell it and get out of there and get a new house. So you, there's there's that. But that's uh, I thought that was wow. kind of interesting. That's what Ali paid, you know, way back when. Uh, you know, hundred. You imagine the prices now. Oh my God, compared to that. Yeah, oh my goodness. I, I, I was I was. Um, Barrett, you uh, live in Cherry Hill? I know. Yeah, no, I live in Voorhees, right next oh, to Voorhees. Cherry Hill. Okay. But I was actually um, I was actually down at the um, what what hotel is that um, that Ben Simmons lived in? Uh, down on Broad Street in written near Rittenhouse. Yeah, I, I know he was in Rittenhouse. I I don't know which no. It's, the, uh, it's 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 um it's right there. The, the Ritz. Uh, the Ritz. I don't know where he's at. The Ritz Carlton, right? I'm okay. down there, uh, taking care of some business, and uh, I talked to some people that were there. This guy came out, and was walking his dog, and he said, "Yeah, Ben Simmons lived right across from me." And he said, "Yeah, he's selling his house right now for four million. What? Oh. Yes. Okay. Four million. Jeez. Okay. Woo. Yeah." There you uh, go. Yeah, good. Ben, ben. Look, at, look at John Dickerson, Motel <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, gentlemen, it was uh, it was feisty and fun and good. That's what it's all about. Yeah, y'all got D-Gun it, fired up for no reason. That's right. Let's keep, <laughs> let's keep firing him up. That's for sure. All right. I want to thank Xander Krause, our producer of the program. Don't go anywhere. You get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. For, and thanks to all of you who uh, streamed, all of you who listened, everybody in the comment section. We appreciate you. For Barrett, for Derek, I'm Rob. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, same time. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
know I was the mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. 